This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. Right now on JList.com, their snack boxes are back. They have March snack boxes. Every month, JList selects the newest and best Japanese items from Japan to ship directly to your house. So you can be eating Japanese snacks just like a Japanese person while you watch your anime. It's like a match made in heaven. Limited time only, no subscription required. So go to jlist.com forward slash box and get your hands on some awesome Japanese snacks. Now, time to start the podcast. I do know that whatever we watch will not be as horrific as what we watched last time. True. Yeah, nothing will ever be that horrific. Last time, Kimiko and I were completely scarred forever. It, yeah, I'm, I'm still... I think you underestimate Japan's ability to come out with I think, weird perverted things. I think you didn't see what we saw. It was You're it right. was pretty abhorrent. I mean, I would rather watch Boku no Pico than watch that again than watch what we watched again. I would watch I, Boku no Pico willingly. I would rather eat Pico de Gallo. So, <laughs> so would I. <laughs> <laughs> You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 600, or 600, 363rd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous we podcast. We have jumped six years into the future. I'm so much older now and wiser. Is there a way for us to turn the sound down a little bit? Like I'll work on it. Okay. No, you have to turn your ears down. Okay. Just listen less. <laughs> That's the key. Listen softer. <laughs> listen softer. Um, of course, my name is Kazuo, and I am joined today by uh, Kimiko. What's, What's up? up? Oh, Jinx. Surround sound. Do I owe you a beer? uh, Sure. And Mitsugi. Mitsugi, what's up? How's everybody doing? As usual, the technology is not working. So I made the mistake of taking both the computers out of the studio this week. You son of a bitch. Dylan! If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it's good to be here nonetheless. So If it ain't broke, it will be. (laughs) Good to be here. That's AA motto. Um, Of course, uh, you can find us anytime online on our website, aaapodcast.com. From there, if you like what you're hearing... You can create an account for additional content. You can get access to our hentai episodes, if you're nasty, hobby addicts, uh, after parties, <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff. Um, we're also available on iTunes and Google Play and every other podcast source place you can find on the internet. In the universe. All of the places. And uh, on social media, Facebook. We have our Facebook page uh, and our Facebook group page, which is facebook.com slash groups slash podcast, where you can hang out with hundreds of anime addicts like yourself. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at AAA Podcast, at AAA Kimiko, and at AAA Kazuo. So be sure to check us out there. We've got an exciting episode for you guys today. Uh, today we are going to be doing a review of Drifters. Yes, but we're, we're going to be drifting. Oh, initial Tokyo D's, Drift, like initial Tokyo, D, Tokyo Drift, anyway, initial D drifting. Not quite. I wish. N- n- no, we're going to drift into other worlds. Oh, well. uh, just one world though. Right? Basically, kind of. Yeah, they I only mean, there's a stop along the way, but yeah, yeah there's they just really, one world. Yeah, they, they drifted just not very far. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just some minimal And drifting. I drifted away to sleep watching it sometimes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I drifted away into drunkenness. Um, and we'll also, we'll also be talking about some 
anime for you to watch if you are trying to learn Japanese. So some good, solid, beginner Japanese language learning animes for you. Of course, before we get into that, we have our winter 2016 yes. listener choice poll. Yes. That's I right. I guess it's 2017, Finally. right? Yeah, 2017. 2017 right? That's right. That's, yeah, that's, okay. that's true. We are. fixed that on the document. But, um, you know, as you know, we pass uh, eight shows every season. And then the ninth show is picked by you, the listener, yes. by going to our website and uh, choosing off of the listener choice options. So, I'm, only, I'm real excited about this. Only a few. Only a few anime had a shot this time. Yeah, there were there were a couple. Uh, second and third place tied, as a matter of fact, um, and that is uh, Konosuburashi uh, two, I guess season two, and Fuka, both tied for second yes, place with eighteen percent. Right. Mm. And the winner, landslide, <laughs> in a landslide victory. I actually thought it was going to be Konosuba that won. Me too. But I'm, it was not. I'm kind of glad it didn't. Well, I think people probably figured we would just shit on it anyway, so they uh, you know, didn't well. want to hear that. So, so uh, yeah, the winner Are of the really, I like this Kimiko's anime. Really yeah, excited. it's not a bad I like, It's, it's not so a bad gay. Anime. You want to get up and dance? This anime is so gay. <laughs> Are you thinking of the right show? Yeah. You yeah. want to get up Trust and me. do a little, it is, it's, get, you do a little no, dance? No, I can't dance. It is quite gay. But like not in a bad, <laughs> not in a bad way. Like legitimately. No, it is. Le- it, it is legitimately okay. gay. I recall. I know what you're talking and, about. And uh, that anime is Kobayashi-san Chi no Maid Dragon. Okay. I actually. But with what percent? Uh, uh, with thirty-five percent of yep. the vote. So. That's like, that's like one third. Yeah. Yeah, it's over one third. Dude, that's like one third, man. Bro, actually, it's dude. more than one third. Yeah, it's like three point three 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 infinity, dude. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> No, but legit. I watched yeah. the first three episodes of this so with a friend of mine and, and yeah. really actually kind of enjoyed it a lot. I love the main character, like the the main, not the dragon girl, but like the one the oh, dragon girl serves. Uh, Kobayashi? Yeah. Is that is that really? I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> names. Kobayashi Maru. Other, other honorable mentions, Masamune-kun's Revenge had 6%. That's about as high as they were as as they got. Other than these six percent, um, Owl No Exorcist got seven percent, and then other I'm than, probably still gonna watch the Owl No Exorcist one. Other than that, the rest of them were one or one two percent only. So, and of course, a handful got no votes because so sad. So sad. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. So what are we talking about on this episode? I already mentioned that. Oh, you did. Okay. Sorry, but- I was trying to fix the audio. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but before we get into that, it's time for this week's. This in Japan is going to make Kimiko very excited, which is why I made it our Big Bang for the week. <laughs> Haiku character Easter egg hunt at Easter themed J World event. J World so being excited. Shonen Jump World being a big anime themed sort of a theme park. It's indoor. It doesn't really have rides or anything, but it was on our list of places we wanted to check out, right? Yeah, I, I may go to a um, to a bathhouse or something instead because I've been there like four times. But the they are having J- Japan normally ignores Easter because it's a religious holiday that Japan doesn't really observe, mm-hmm. right? There's not they don't many. worship um, the god of the harvest, uh, the Astre. The the what? That's the origin of Easter. <laughs> the, the 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 origin of marshmallow. No, um, of, of, of Easter itself I is. I thought Easter was a Christian holiday. Uh, it was. It was. Well, most Christian holidays were taken from pagan yeah, holidays. Originally. It was co-opted yeah, yeah. by Christians. Uh, it was taken from. Yeah, it was pagan. Okay, so but I think it was God of the Harvest or God of Fertility. Either way, whatever it is, Japan does not observe it. They are they are <laughs> Shinto and Buddhist in Japan. So 
but there has been an increase in like can- Easter candy and chocolate candy and things that are egg and rabbit shaped. You know, they're taking the the parts of our holiday that mean nothing and take bringing it to Japan. So, do rabbits lay eggs? They do not. <laughs> oh. Yes, but they they only lay colored and decorated eggs, mm. and oftentimes they're filled with confetti <laughs> and chocolate. They and are, chocolate. This year, they are having a Haiku Karasuno Easter event in JNJ World from March 11th to May 7th, which is the entire span of our trip in Japan. So Kimiko is so excited. <laughs> I like. I feel like I wore my shirt, my Nishinoya shirt, yeah. specifically to honor this Big Bang topic. Don't worry, I'm not staring at your boobs. I, I kind of am. <laughs> you kind of are. But you are, wearing, but you're also wearing a high jersey. I am wearing a high jersey. I'm wearing Nishinoya's jersey. It's not a real jersey though. Why don't we man up and get you a real jersey? I would die. Because that's just a t-shirt. No, not I mean, that it's I, not. Not that it's not great, but. Well, no, it's it's literally it's just a super thin t-shirt that's been screen printed with Nishinoya on it. It's not it even is, a really nice material. It is an interesting. That's yeah, not bad. But I ordered it online. So you also like, have a high tattoo. I well, I yes, that that one can't be changed. So um, <laughs> so basically, this is made for you. It's exclu- They're going to have exclusive high merchandise with special Easter egg motif illustrations. <laughs> crap, you'll only be able to buy at J World. With new mini games, with new prizes. So at J World, they usually have like a room full of mini games that are super hard to win. But they're almost like they're almost like carnival of carnival games, like throw the dart and pop, pop the balloon and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And if you win, they give you prizes. So they'll have a whole bunch of those that are haiku themed. They have an Easter egg hunt rally game and limited food and dessert menu items for haiku. So I am over the moon. Yeah. So the whole time we're there, they'll have this. So it'll be it'll be impossible to miss. So and oh, in addition to that, it's it's shown in Jump World. So they'll have like they'll have Kuroko no Basuke. One Piece, they'll have um, Naruto, they'll have Dragon Ball, they'll have a bunch of stuff. So they have like a section where you can shoot a Kamehameha, you can shoot a Kamehameha. There'll, there'll be a guy dressed as Goku doing roller skating. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, it, it's gonna, there's going to be some good stuff going <laughs> I love on. that that's a staple. It's not even that expensive either. Um, and it's right next to one of the Pokemon gyms in Tokyo where you can buy like an excessive amount of Pokemon merchandise. I'm looking at Cosmo now. So, that's right. Ryan. I'll be there. That's right. I'm excited. Yeah, you should be. Okay. So, on, on a scale of 1 to 10, Kimiko, how excited are you for this? 15. Wow. <laughs> so, we all we all know about my obsession. Well, we all know where I am at Your in budget life just right increased by $100 at least. That's it? <laughs> well, it only costs like Don't, 10 It's like 10 bucks to get in Shonen Jump World. Don't underestimate me, bro. No, you're going to buy it. I'm going to have a whole other separate suitcase dedicated to Haikyuu. Just for Haikyuu. <laughs> I have high posters I, I, on my wall. It's like the only thing I have on my wall. Well, right we'll now. try to find you a. We're gonna to try to find you a real jersey. A jersey. I would. I would die. <laughs> okay. So, anything else here? No, I think that's it. I think we also lost almost all of our listeners. I'm not shocked. <laughs> They're all leaving. Is is there really nothing else that we can do? No. Howdy, partner. I seen you riding in on that dusty trail. Welcome to the good, the bad. And the Moe. On this week's The Good, The Bad, and The Moe, first The Good, the Gundam theme park in in Diver City in Odaiba is going to be replaced by Japan's biggest Gundam model center. So the Gundam Front Tokyo Amusement Park, which is at Diver City, uh, the Tokyo Mall, is closing on April 5th, and, the, and, they are, and is being replaced with the Gundam base complex that is going to be put up this summer 
It's on the seventh floor of the Diver City Mall, which is a huge mall shopping complex in Odaiba. And it's going to have the largest facility devoted to Gundam plastic models in the entirety of Japan. And it's also going to be a center for, dis for disseminating new information about Gundam for to fans. So they are taking down something that was Gundam related and putting up something even better. Also, the life-size RX-78 Gundam statue that was taken down from from the waterfront in Odaiba is being replaced by a life-size statue of the RX-0 Gundam Unicorn. So, tons of badass Gundam news, and the love for Gundam will never fade. At least not in Japan. For the bad, Japan is fighting tourism-related scams that are aimed at ripping off visitors from abroad. So Japan is cracking down on scams that are targeting foreign tourists because one of Japan's pillars of their strategy for economic growth in the future is tourism. And they view anything that would deter future tourists as a very serious thing. So there are there have been travel agencies recently that are that are quote-unquote land operators that are arranging travel for for people including lodging, shopping, holiday activities and other things like that and they are working with specific duty-free shops in the area, so like the guides will take you to these specific shops on your trip that are illegally funded and are charging very unfair prices of the um, of people and are giving kickbacks to the tour guides. They're also selling fake goods such as medicinal herbs and other medicines that are not real, so they're just scamming people and the government is really cracking down on this. So don't let it deter you from going to Japan, but maybe you want to just go on your own and don't use a travel agency. It'll save you a lot of money anyway. You can just email me. I'll tell you how to, how to have a good Japan trip. For the Moe this week, the Nintendo Switch went on sale. So the Kyoto-based Nintendo company had a goal of selling 2 million cop, uh, consoles in its first month, and the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is also out and has received almost perfect scores online from numerous review sites. So the era of the Nintendo Switch has begun and let the floodgates open and fanboys rejoice everywhere, basically. Thoughts? On the Nintendo Switch? Just on any of that. Oh, um, not really. I mean, I, <laughs> I, have a, I have a lot of thoughts on the Switch, but we'll probably have to get into that. Into, in you have a lot of thoughts in general? I have um, a few thoughts here and there. Not too many, Just, though. Yeah, I try to keep it at a minimum. I don't want you to work too hard. <laughs> we don't pay you enough money, um, enough to actually think. <laughs> okay. All right. So, what's so, next? So, okay. Um, well, I guess it's time for a news break. Almost. Almost. Uh, before we get into that, though. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're funny. What? I mean, it is, but before we get into that, we have our trivia. We do. Now, uh, this week's trivia uh, on the website, the answer was Sailor Moon. That's right. And for the correct answers, do you have that pulled up? Not, I'm not reading them because there were like 90. It was so easy. Oh, okay. It was the easiest question we've ever had. It was, there was like 100 people answered it. In it was, that case, we'll just get to the winner. The yeah. winner for the week was Nyanko Sensei. Good job. Congrats. You, winning the trivia this week was like winning the Powerball, sort of. Yeah. So since it's a random winner and there were like a million people that got it. Yep. And uh, the next theme is going to be anime heart eyes. No, that's the eyes. current theme. Oh, that's the current Sorry. theme. So it's gonna I'm keep... just screwing up everywhere on this you outline. What? How dare you? We have one more week of anime heart eyes, and then I'm going to crack the whip on Chiaki and make her put a new trivia up. Ah, okay. I don't know what that is yet. Of course, we do also have our in-show weekly trivia question, which we'll answer after the break. 
The question is, in what year did Spirited Away win the Oscar for Best Animated Picture? Every year. Every single one. No, it's always Pixar. It's they won win. for 10 years. They won the Pixar, Oscar. Straight. Pixar wins every year. All right, guys. We'll see you after the news break. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, this is Mitsugi, and it's time for your first anime news break. Getting us started off, the April issue of Kadokawa's Dengeki Mao magazine has revealed that a new Sengoku Basara manga is going to be beginning on March 27th. The new manga titled Sengoku Basara Betsuden is going to focus on three different characters in the Sengoku Basara series, which of course are each a historical Japanese figure. So for those of you that are big fans of Sengoku Basara, there is a new manga coming out very soon, so you'll want to make sure that you get your hands on that. Next up, we have another new property announcement. In a recent Japanese magazine, it was announced that Ryoko Fukuyama's shoujo manga Anonymous Noise is going to be getting an anime TV series, and that series is going to premiere very soon on April 11th on Kansai TV and BS Fuji. The cast is quite diverse in its different voice actors and actresses. Several of them seem to be quite famous. And the synopsis of the anime is that a girl who loves to sing, Nino Arisugawa, experiences her first heart-wrenching goodbye when her beloved childhood friend Momo moves away. And after Nino befriends Yuzu, a music composer, she experiences another sad parting with music as their common ground and only outlet. How will unrequited love play out? So it sounds like a romance story. That synopsis coming from Viz Media. So for those of you that seem interested in that, you'll want to make sure that you check out that anime coming out in early spring. And some strange and perhaps interesting news. Everybody knows that one of the most famous summons in the Final Fantasy universe is Bahamut. Well, Square Enix is teaming up with the Huis 10 Bosch theme park in Sasebo, Nagasaki, and it's going to have a new Bahamut-themed attraction that's going to start in July. It is a virtual reality attraction. People who participate in the, in the attraction will not have to wear a VR headset to enjoy it. There is some kind of a quote-unquote 450-degree video space that will allow them to dance and sing to, the, to music that is played um, along and, and themed heavily with the Bahamut character from Final Fantasy series. Square Enix is guaranteeing that this event is going to be friendly for all people, including children. For those of you that want to check out this interesting attraction, it's going to be in Nagasaki starting in July, so uh, go check that out. Last up, the fourth Digimon Adventure Tri film has been out, and it has earned 61 million yen in just six days, which is a pretty good number for the Digimon franchise. As with previous films, Crunchyroll has been streaming the movie on the same day that it opened in Japan, so it opened on, in Japan last Saturday, so I imagine that means that you can go get this anime on Crunchyroll right now. So if you are fans of the Digimon property, go check out the Digimon Adventure Tri film, and you can be watching it alongside those that are seeing it in Japanese theaters. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now, 
let's get back to the podcast. Chiaki, what's that? Mitsugi, what what are you doing looking at my computer screen? Get out of here. Was that a... No. I, I think it was. No, it wasn't. Come on, Chiaki. We've all played a hentai game before. It's nothing to be ashamed. Will you just get out of here? Okay, I will. Thank you. If you tell me where you got it. Really, Mitsugi? Yeah, you know, I bought hentai games before in Akihabara, but... They're all in Japanese. I can barely get halfway through them before I get frustrated and have to quit. I can't understand a word that's on the screen. Well, maybe you should study more. Plus, that one looks really high quality. I mean, look at all the artwork on her. I'm looking at my computer screen again. Fine, but you get my point. All right, if it makes you go away, I got it off JList.com. JList.com? Don't they just have figures and bentos and stuff? Well, yeah, but they also have some more adult things, too. They have a huge library of English-translated visual novels. And, yeah, not all of them are adult. Some are like Steinsgate, and they're always bringing out more. But if you're into the adult stuff, they also have some other things that, well, may help you enjoy those visual novels. Whoa, I'll have to check it out now. Great. Go to JList.com and look at all the adult things you want on your computer, because mine is busy, so if you'll excuse me. Right. Don't worry, I won't bother you again. I'll be too busy looking at JList.com. The Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast presents Bedtime Stories with Chiaki. So I get to my school where I'm teaching, and I decided to wear a skirt. So I'm walking to my school, and my school has this deck thing that we go up to get into the school. And I'm walking, and I trip, and I fall face first, ass in the air, and my skirt goes up to my shoulders, and my ass is facing the parking lot, and there's a car there with a parent in it. And my ass is just hanging out. It was a a real-life moe moment. Someone might need to pay a visit to the church of Mitsugi. I can just say that I've I've actually fell and given a panty shot. And now, back to the hosts. And we are back to the 363rd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Tree 60 tree. Tree sit a tree. And, uh, of course, before we went to our break, we left you with a in-show and in-show weekly trivia question. We did. The question was, in, yes. the, in what year did Spirited Away win best Oscar, or I'm sorry, win the Oscar for best animated picture? Yep. And that year it was 2002. Which, 2002. It's a long time ago. Wow. It's 15 years. Oh, God. Don't make me feel so old. Yeah. That was that was seven years before Neil, the cat mascot, was even born. Oh, and wow. Here he is. He's laying. He's the strangest cat you've ever seen. He's laying right in the middle of the table. He wants to be right next to you all the time, but don't you dare touch him. Exactly. He, if he just, he's ready to bite your hand if you touch him. You can only touch him when he wants when you to touch him. he wants to be touched. And That's even exactly then, right. you still can't touch him. He snuggled with me last night for about two hours. But, but like on a given moment, if he doesn't want you to mess with him, he will just tell you to go F yourself. He is, he doesn't play games. Okay. All right. Well, yes. You know who does play games? Who? I don't know. I have no segue, but (laughs) I do on hobby addicts this week on hobby addicts this week. I talked about the new game horizon zero dawn, which just came out. So you were playing games. I was. And horizon zero dawn is quite good. I would say it's, it tries really hard to be the witcher and it's not quite as good as the witcher, sadly, 
But then again, pretty much nothing is. But it's a quality game. So if you want to hear us talk about that, you can get it on Hobby Addicts, which is on our website. And of course, after the podcast today, it's time for some naughty hentai. Oh I got both of you here today, so it's going to be good. I'm I don't know scared. what we're talking about yet. <laughs> what, I, I know, I'm mildly uncomfortable. I do know that whatever we watch will not be as horrific as what we watched last time. True. Yeah, nothing will ever be that horrific. Last time, Kimiko and I were completely scarred forever. It, yeah, I'm, I'm still... I think you underestimate Japan's ability to come out with I think, weird, perverted things. I think you didn't see what we saw. It was You're it right. was pretty abhorrent. I mean, I would rather watch Boku no Pico than watch that again than watch what we watched again. I would watch I, Boku no Pico willingly. I would rather eat Pico de Gallo. So, <laughs> so would I. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even one of my favorites. <laughs> All right, so on today's episode of the podcast... Nice job, by the way. (laughs) No problem. Uh, We are going to be going over the main topic of anime that is specifically good for beginner Japanese language learners. Right, yes. So for those that are trying to learn the language, um, you got to start somewhere, and a good place to start is with anime. This is really an episode that we needed Chiaki on. True. But um, I'm hoping I will carry it, and then I'm hoping you guys can... Ask ask really thoughtful questions. We'll do our best. Because you both you both would fall into like the category of a person who would maybe use one of these anime to try to start learning Japanese. And honestly, for me, having not really had the opportunity to speak Japanese in quite a long time, I even I would benefit from from doing from going through these sort of exercises that we're going to be talking about. Because I mean, at the peak of my Japanese, I could I could watch an episode of like. Sazai-san and understand what was going on, but after not having used Japanese for two years, um, I'm sure that I need a lot of brushing up, and I would probably benefit from this too. So, I'm I'm not I am not necessarily immune from this sort of discussion for my own personal benefit. So, of course, a lot of these shows are like little kid shows, as you can imagine. I mean, we're not exactly watching Drifters here to get our Japanese language learning. Maybe you're not. Oh. No. You just, he's like, <laughs> you I'm just... want to learn old school Japanese. Cosmo's like, I'm just going to skip the I eat pizza grammar and I'm going straight to the samurai decapitates the, the warrior yeah. of the Shinsengumi. <laughs> I'm going to scare the crap out of some old Japanese people. <laughs> it's like, Kazuo goes to Japan and when he's talking to people, he's he's like, unable, he's like, like <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's unable to say the basic things that he needs to buy, like milk at the grocery store. Yeah. And all he can say is like, Teme, leave your head, leave your head with me because I will kill you. That's like all he can <laughs> that's say. All I can that, say. That's vo- all you need to be able to say. It's fine. Your sure. vocabulary is limited to uh, to, get to threats and descriptions of gore porn from drifters. Yes, exactly. Very nice. So, Chi Sweet Home is an obvious place to start. It's Chi Sweet Home is an anime that has a few seasons now. It's about a kitten named Chi who ends up living with a human family and has cute adventures. And that's basically all it is from start to finish. Okay. And it the story takes place entirely from the cat's point of view. So um, it's... Adorable. Very adorable. Wait, is it like the count the cat's like pov point of view like are no, you no, seeing out like, of the cat's no, eyes the cat's like the narrator that would be really interesting yeah i think they do jump into into point of view like once in a while but mostly it just follows what she's doing and you know you'll you'll hear her thoughts and things like that and the reason why this is really great 
to be as a, as a Japanese learning tool is because one, it uses really short, simple sentences. Right. And it's for little kids mostly. I, I actually this this anime actually started out as a seinen manga, which is really bizarre because seinen is like for adult older women, adult no adult men. Oh, adult, oh I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait, which what's, is what's adult women? Um, I'm not sure. Huh. I can't remember the term, but um, it's seinen is for adult men. It's like the JoJo. It's like the the same as like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or Berserk. I mean, adult men like cats too, bro. Don't hate. Man. Yeah, I know, Don't but it's me. just like normally you think seinen is violent and aggressive mm. whereas like Golgo 13 type stuff whereas Cheese Sweet Home is it's using the vocabulary of like a five of like a five-year-old and it's just about a cute kitten that rolls around and plays with things and Jose Jose adult right. women yeah all right that was bugging me so it uses very simple short sentences and also the anime has a game and also and a manga based after it and that both use really simple Japanese. So if you're if you're studying Japanese, picking up one of these manga and like translating it would mm-hmm. be a really fantastic way for you to sort of learn some Japanese some written Japanese because they use really limited amounts of kanji. It's mostly hiragana which which, which even you two not knowing any Japanese, you could learn hiragana. Hey. hey. I know some Japanese. Even oh, I took oh, three semesters of Japanese did you in really? college. I didn't take. Did yeah, you really? I did. Well, what can you say? Um, well, I mean, I get you haven't. It's been a, a while it's since been, college. It's but been a while. I mean, I, I, I probably in, know some some basics. Uh, I know how to ask people if they if they need another beer in in Japanese. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how to. Um, you're gonna need myself. that when you go to Japan. <laughs> ask people if they want if they want a beer if they well, want me to get them a beer. Well, beer? it's biru no mimasenka. Well, people will be asking you that, so you'll, you'll need to know. You'll need to understand them. I, I'm just gonna say hi, hi to everything. That would work. My move, right? That's my, that's like yes, please. Right? Hi, onegashimasu. My, that's really formal. You could just say like domo or something like that because. But well, I would rather be incredibly overly polite and formal so that they know that I'm trying not to insult them. Actually, domo is like something I feel domo. like. I feel like domo is like what an old man would say. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> that would be. A, yeah. That'd be adorable. <laughs> you just speak like you speak like speak an old like man, a, like and an old I speak man. like an assassin from the 1500s. Yeah. And they know instantly that we learned our <laughs> Japanese from anime. I, I remember part of how to introduce yourself in Japanese. It's like, um, okay, hajime washite, Tony des, dozo yoroshiku onegashimasu, something like that. That would that's quite good. Is that that's right? exactly what? That's exactly what you could say. Okay. Uh, yeah. I see. I didn't take classes. Well, I. There was a Japanese language like group meetup thing that was going on for a little while here locally in Tampa, and I went to that for a couple of meetings. Just me and a buddy of mine that were interested in it, and then we kind of, you know. If I were formally off. introducing you to somebody, mm-hmm. I would say something like "Jikoshokai sasete itadakimasu." Like, um, please allow me to introduce, watashi no tomodachi wa Tony desu, Tony tomoshimasu. Like my friend Tony, um. I'm going to play a clip from Chi Sweet Home here because it's super cute and the dialogue is really easy to if you're if you're a person who's like in your second year of Japanese in college or maybe your third year you 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 may be able to follow what's going on here it's not super complex this is from the recent 2016 season of G Sweet Home, which it's, is done in like CG. I was going to say, it looks like claymation or something. It's a little different. It's diff. Don't. Yeah, so. Why is the kid white? 
Well, it's anime, man. Like, he's a blonde-haired kid. Asobi Taino. You Do you want to play? So, he's... Oh, Chi's going to go ham just, on the, that ball. The kid just dropped a bouncy ball, and Chi's look... Her killer, her killer instinct kicks in. She pounces. The, you, see so, the, you see the murder in her eyes. Yeah, the cat's playing with a... Sore wa dame. That's chi. Chi, that's bad. She's she's playing with her food before she slaughters it and eats it. Oh, now now now, what are they saying? He's. I think he just said, "What's up, bitch?" <laughs> Is that not right? Kono boru. Like this ball. Like they. It's very easy Japanese. So, oh, Chi just tackled the boy oh. and he just dropped the bouncy balls everywhere. Oh, they I gotta believe Chi just murdered that they, child. They have to put her down now. She's tasted human blood. <laughs> they're going to have to put her to sleep. Yeah, so they're like, oh, asobi tai no? Like, do you want to play? Or and like, oh, kore nani? What is this? You know, it's very yeah. easy, very easy sort of Japanese to follow. And, and it's a super cute show anyway. I mean, it's like the internet. It is really Sorry, cute. Sorry, I'm laughing at something completely different. The, the internet <laughs> is basically naked women and cats. The chat, the chat just dropped a dime on us. They said, teach Kazuo how to say, I'm here to increase your population. <laughs> <laughs> I am here to save you all. Your, your economic worries are over. It's like that old anime DNA squared about that one dude who like in the future has increased the population of the entire world. He's like banged 90% of the population apparently and some girl comes back from the past to stop him. Ore no chinko de. No. <laughs> no, stop. I don't know what that means, but I don't like where uh, it's going. I'd be like, with Chinko's my, penis is like, yes. with my penis. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so and the episodes themselves of Cheese Sweet Home are really short. They're mm. a few minutes usually, like five six minutes long. Oh wow! So it's kind of like bite sized learning. So it's really hard to listen to Japanese or any language really and actively try to translate it while they're speaking for 10, 20, 20 minutes. You know, but but in in four or five minute bite sized chunks, you don't really get the brain overload, and it's yeah. easy for you to sort of have these little. Because the original Cheese Speed Home is like a hundred episodes, and they're all like four minutes long. Well, dude, yeah, I mean that's the thing is that like yes, it's it's a kids show and all that stuff, but as you said earlier, I mean when you're just learning the language, you want to start at that level. Like you know, I know people who have been studying Japanese. Like I know a guy that I follow on on YouTube that he's been in Japan for like eight years and is like lives there and married and has a kid, and right? Kids and all that stuff. But even he talks about reading on like a middle school level. So, you know, you read a lot of, like, middle school books and manga and that kind of stuff. So it takes a long time to become proficient in that language. So you definitely want to take your time and start slow with something like that. So here's an example of something they might say in the show. So this 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 means, does the kitty want to go outside? I need to know how to say that. Do you? Okay. <laughs> so you would say, so, 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 Nako. Nako. Nako is cat, right? Okay. Nako, osoto. 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 Nico, osoto. Osoto being outside uh -huh. and then Naka being inside. So okay. Osoto. Oh, wait. The kitty wants to go inside. Or I want to go inside the kitty. That is not what. Wait. Is that, that an option? That, that would be slang. That would be, that would be slang. <laughs> that they don't understand. <laughs> that would be slang that it never translates. So, so, so that's a common you problem. Call a person and have it mean the same as if you were. Yeah, would make any kid. sense. They would. They literally. Are, they literally think you're saying cat. There's no like slang for the cousin's losing his mind. It's 
bestiality. It's a common. Probably not even that. It probably means I want to like slice the cat open and go inside of it. It's a common um, translation <laughs> issue. Like in, there's a, we have so much slang in English that you don't think about, and when you try to translate that in your brain, in your head, yeah. it never works. So you, you you can't do it. So so neko osoto osoto ni ni meaning like the it's like a directional um, preposition. So like basically that means go outside. Detai mm-hmm. no. So detai mean tie being like the verb ending you use when you when you want to say do you want to do something. Okay. And deiru meaning de meaning like to go out. So basically detai is do you want to go out. So neko it's only three things here. Neko osoto detai no. And no is like you something you would say for a question. So the question uh, is very simple. Kitty, literally kitty outside, want to go? Okay, so what's the difference between no and ka? There is no difference. No is more, no is in, is more informal. informal. Okay. Oh. No, I, I use that a lot. I use them both, but okay. it's just easier. Like, detai no, it's just very easy. Detai ka. You could say that. I think no feels more natural to me, but... Well, I was... All I was ever taught was, was ka. Like, I was never taught the no, the informal no. So, yeah, like, for yeah, me... Uh, uh, for me, the tai ka, like, the, the sound of the ka as yeah. a finisher, mm-hmm. like, sounds more accurate to me because I know no different. I, to, to me, I... Not, to, to, <laughs> to me, I would normally use... I, I feel like I use ka after I'm using the entire, like, formal verb structure. Like, if you were right. to say... Like de like detai demas like demas ka or demashita ka. Oh well, ka. like like I was saying before, biru onomimasen ka. Right. So that. On, so like. So that's re, that that's that was real, super formal. That's real well, formal. But Chiaki uh, was actually the one who taught it to me, and she said, as a person who is in a service industry, as a person mm-hmm. who is working, it is actually best to be more formal to your customers. Correct. As formal so, as you can be, as formal as you can be. Yeah. So, so if I was just asking you if you wanted a beer, it would be different versus asking a customer if I wanted a beer. Uh, so, how would I ask you? So, Karayuki Cat in the chat uh, raises an interesting point. She says that uh, she thought "no" was the possessive part participle. Participle. Oh, okay. So, oh, like, yeah. like when you say like, um, like uh, you know, this belongs to this person. It is, no it's, is correct. It's so what's the difference there? I mean, it's the same. Word it's as, it's the same. Like it's just where you put it. It's the same sound. It's the same. It's the same hiragana character, but depending on where it is in the sentence, it has different meanings. So no, what what um the what was her name in the chat? Um, his name? Ka, no, as a she uh, Karayuki. Karayuki, the no the no that you the no that you're talking about would be like when you're when you slap it between two verbs. Like if I wanted to say my cat, I would say like Watashi no neko, which is my cat. What if you were mm-hmm. what if you were asking, is this my cat? Um, Wait, why would uh-huh. you say Watashi? It's just like I. Well, no, but why why would why isn't that the the female? No, I? um, there's so many different there's so many different eyes. There's Watashi. There's for what you're talking about is Atashi. Well, no, Watashi wa was always I am. That's like for girls. No, wasn't it? So I think that's just like it's a Atashi. Well, the girl, and, and you can say and, Watashi and, and, as and a it, girl. And it, yeah. Well, but I thought that Orewa and Bokuwa were guy. I think Ore Ore is just very informal. So like, Ore is very is very informal. I Boku is a little more formal. Atashi is formal for women. Watashi is formal for both men and women. This is my understanding. Mm-hmm. And then there's like even more formal things than that that you'll never need. But 
I've, I think I've heard the same thing. Jap- Japanese is is one of the reasons why it's so hard is because every level of formality is almost like learning a whole other language. Everything is based on social, like, formal structure. Exactly. And if you don't know where you or the other person sits, it's mm-hmm. almost impossible to have a conversation. It's weird. It's like what they teach you in college is what you learned, Kimiko, is, like, basically the first level of formal. But if you go higher than that, if you go up into, like, K-goal level mm-hmm. of formal, things become crazy. Like, v- verbs double in length. Shit just gets crazy. And if you go down into the informal, it's also hard because That's where I like everything, is, everything is truncated and shortened. You just make a joke that I missed? No, no, no. I was just saying that's where I like to stay is in the informal. Okay. So I just go up to people on the street. I'm like, us. Us. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a good question. So, so if, if you put the no on the end and you use the the, the no, like you got you kind of go down. The upward and, inflection at the yeah, end. Yeah, you the, go down and up with your voice. Yeah. That's a question. Mm. If you put, if you go like, if you go like, watashi no neko, like you you could say like, kore uh, wa kimi no neko no. I probably wouldn't say that, but I just use them both. Maybe like your cat. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that, but it's a good question. Anyway, so yeah. Anyway, it's kind of fun to actually like teach some Japanese, but this is more of like what anime you should watch. I can't help myself though. <laughs> no, I think I think a lot of the listeners really appreciate it. Well, you can keep throwing out more questions yeah. if people have them because it's I haven't I don't really have an opportunity to speak Japanese or even think about Japanese usually in my daily life. So we should probably do like a weekly or however biweekly Japanese lesson with. You know, well, I know I know people that I could literally have a Japanese person call in and do it. Yeah. Probably I could buy them a microphone or something. Well, I mean, like you also speak pretty decently and then you can teach me and then we can make it, make it a video for the people to watch. I know more than enough grammar. Um, so there are other shows also that are really good here. So like um, Sazai-san, of course, is really good. Sazai-san being a, we all know it, one of the most famous TV shows in Japan focuses on Sazai, which is a 20-something-year-old wife of a family, of a of a very extended family. Like, they call it the Dai Kazoku, because Dai meaning large and Kazoku meaning family. So it's, like, mm-hmm. not just your immediate family, but also your immediate and then maybe, like, the next level of family. So in Sazai... Extended family. Extended mm-hmm. family. So in, so in, in Sazai sounds extended family, it's, it's her, her husband, her like her children and her mother and father. So they all live together. It's the grandparents are living with the, are living with the, are living with her. And it's very common, like in Japan to have your grandparents living with the family, which makes a lot of sense actually. Mm-hmm. When we yeah. should maybe do more of that. And it's States. common in a lot of cultures, but not really like in the States, like uh, in the Asian culture, it's very common in the Spanish culture. It's very common. Incredibly. Yeah. That was my first thought was the Mexican family. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, in- it's interesting that for some reason, I don't know if it's just the States or what. Yeah. I mean, it just makes sense. Cause like we have, we have nursing home facilities and old people really struggle to live on their own sometimes. And we could solve all of that by just allowing our grandparents to live with us. Well, I was actually having a conversation with someone. I think it was even yesterday. Um, about the concept of basically what you're talking about, Kazuo, just um, <laughs> uh, the concept of family and how we are probably one of the only countries or one of very, very few countries mm-hmm. in the world that expect our children to move out at 18 years old yeah. and start a life all on their own. Right. Um, where everyone else lives in this sense of familial community for years and years and years. Oh, and, yeah. and there are some 
there are some things where even when someone gets married and moves out, they will take their family with them. They will take their mm-hmm. grandparents with them or they will take an older relative to live with and take care of. And it almost stays in that sense of familial community throughout generations. We're like the only people who expect everyone to span <laughs> off and branch off into yeah. these little nuclear families that are completely separate I never from under- their original ones. I never understood that usage of the word nuclear. I, I don't know. Nu- I always think like nuclear energy and I'm like, I don't, the nuclear I don't family. get it. Yeah, I wonder that where came that from the from. 1950s American dream concept, but I don't know why they call it nuclear. Anyway, Maybe, so. Uh, something to, to do with like. Here's a, here's, here, <laughs> here's a clip from Sazai-san. I'm not sure I can translate this, honestly, because depending on what they're talking about, but. What do you mean? So the challenge with the challenge with this show is that the voices are very and it's not subtitled. The voices are very difficult, and it's the same problem with with, with Shin Chan. Is that like Shin Chan's voice is very gravelly and tough to listen to and tough to to understand. That if you were to listen to an audio audio recording of a Japanese like textbook, they speak very clearly, right? Mm-hmm. But 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 when you're listening to normal Japanese people's voices. You get all you get all types of different voices, and sometimes the pronunciations are not clear. So let's so here let let let's just listen to this. So basically, two guys just showed up at the door, and they said "Okaeri nasai," basically meaning "Welcome home," and then he said "Katte kita," which is like I I. Literally, the combination of two verbs, the verb to buy and the verb to come. So he's saying, I bought it and I came back, basically. Mm. And he just showed up with like a box full of desserts or something. So this Japanese isn't really that complex. It's a little harder than, than it's harder than, than, um, Cheese Sweet Home. Cheese Sweet Home, but. Yeah, it sounds, I, I think it's just, you're right, the speed of it makes it a little more difficult to follow. The other challenge here is that there's children, um, children, and then Sazai-san, and then the old people all talking together, and they're all using different formalities. The children are using more formal language. The and the and the 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 old people are using like they don't give an f right because they're older so they're giving they're using like super informal everyone's using like different levels so like if you're an actual but that's how an actual Japanese conversation conversation would go especially if they weren't if they didn't know each other directly I think that with the family setting everyone's going to talk a little more informally right. but if they were just like acquaintances or business partners or something you're going to have people speaking at different levels of formality simultaneously you'll have even if like if I was at work and I was speaking to my boss, I'm speaking formally. He may not speak formally back to me, depending on his position. So, you really have to be able to understand different levels of formality simultaneously. And if you're learning Japanese, you're most likely going to learn those things anyway. And so, a show like Sazai-san, which is a little closer to actual spoken Japanese, while while not being like not having super difficult vocabulary in it is a good way to practice those skills of like have, have, having multiple levels of formality simultaneously. Here, l- l- let's listen to it for a few more seconds. <sighs> I love the music. <laughs> I can't understand that. 
They're talking about sake, though. They're drinking sake. Um, Yeah. So it's a little, even for me, that was a little difficult. But then again, I haven't used Japanese in two years. So there are the shows also. There's there's a show here I've never heard of before called Ganbare Odenkun, which is really an odd name for a show. And my cat just like, leaned over my laptop, shook his head, and there's, like, liquid all over my laptop. <laughs> he now. just drooled all over the place. <laughs> it's really gross. <laughs> so, Gambare Odenkun yeah. is basically, you can do it, Odenkun, right? Yeah, 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 that's how I, mean, there's I would... there's no comma there, but... That's how I would translate it, and, like, this show is... It's a little bit like... He got drool on my laptop, too. Yeah, what it's everywhere. What the shit? What? cat is, like, Jesus, leaking Neil? like a faucet. <laughs> so... Lord. Gambare Odenkun, I, I've never heard of it before, but apparently it's a children's show that is a little like Anpanman, because Anpanman is like this character who's made out of bread. Right? Okay. But literally, on, Anpan is bread, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Oden is um, like a product made out of fish. Like they would, it's weird. I don't really like Oden too much. But Odenkun, I guess, is made out of Oden. So it's a little more, this website's describing it as groovy and a little more psychedelic than the groovy. other shows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the story of Odin Kuhn, um, he's a, some, a small kin, kinchaku or mochi, or, or mochi filled bag of tofu who lives in a big pot of Odin. His friends include egg shaped girls, wise old slices of daikon radish, and even a sausage headed alpha male. Odin-kun uses his mochi in his head to get him and his friends and his customers out of hairy situations. What? So they're like characters that are food, and they interact in this giant pot of Odin. It's really weird. So okay. I have a clip here. And, and then someone's, someone eats them. Wow. That animation. It's very, it's very simplistic. I can't understand her at all. This is really odd. This is very strange. It's a very strange cartoon. What is going on? She's literally. This is this is frying me out. She's literally staring into this guy's ear, and there's like a world inside of his ear. This is this is freaking me out. I'm so high right now. If I was high right now, I would be literally <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Are they, is there a world inside his ear? Or are they using his, his ear as a periscope? As a, yeah. Anyway, that's what? frying me out. I gotta quit watching that. So <laughs> ap- apparently, this is for kids. And if you wanna if you wanna have another very weird anime to watch to learn Japanese while my cat licks his butt in front of the camera, <laughs> <laughs> he is on display looking at butt. <laughs> Ganbare Odenkun is a good option for you, I suppose. And moving right along, Chibi Mariko Chan and Crayon Shinchan are also good shows that are for children mostly. Um, that focus, unlike. Unlike Sazai-san, <laughs> they focus more on the immediate family. You guys are, what, just, is, what is so funny about a I cat licking himself? His, his <laughs> leg is the, completely vertical. He's a cat. Like, like, you have, you're the cat king. He is, he is showing himself off in perfect display for the camera. Like He is completely dead center on the screen, like leggy in the air. I wish he would sit here every time. Our viewership would probably go up because we have a cat. Probably. So... Sazai-san has like the has like the grandparents and everything involved in the family, whereas Chibi Mariko-chan and Crayon Shin-chan do not. 
there I, I haven't watched every episode of these shows, but I so I imagine the grandparents maybe around occasionally, but for the most part, they focus more on the immediate family and follows the lives of the younger school children as opposed to Sazai san, which follows more the life of the mother. And Maruko chan it has more of an innocent flair, whereas Kran Shinchan has more of a, of the mischievous flair to it. We we all know we all know Shin, Shin, Shin Chan was on American TV, and they definitely played it up with lots of dirty humor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, whereas the, the dub was vulgar as hell. To I'm, to be a man, you must have honor, honor and a penis. <laughs> that's from that's from the dub. So yeah. Apparently, and I've heard this in Japan too, is that not all Japanese parents will let their kids watch Shin-chan because it's a little, a little more, dirty. a little dirtier, but it's still it's ma- not America dirty. No, it's not like what we did to it. <laughs> what <laughs> we, do we? What do we do to it? We turned it into South Park. You know, it's like so. But Maruko, Chibi Maruko-chan, um, has very simple, cute episodes that are from that are from Sakura-chan, a girl in the show, from her from her perspective and shows her reactions and thoughts in a very authentic childlike way. And the episodes are extremely simple. So like an episode of Chibi Mariko-chan would be like, um, they go, she and her grandfather go to a bathhouse together or, um, she and her friend learn how to ride a bicycle. Just like very simple. I am a real child doing real child things. Mm. Here is, here is the story spoken from the child's point of view with very childlike language. And because of that, it comes on right before Sazai Son, which has probably really helped that show to, to proliferate and, and be popular for a long time. But also, just like the cute innocence of it, I think ha, is sets the show apart. And, and so let's listen to a little bit of the, of the Japanese here. This is look, translated into Vietnamese. So Oh, my God. So no luck for any of us, but let's see here. <laughs> So he's like, oh, Kyotsukete na. He's an old man, so he's talking like an old man again. Kyotsukete na, which is like, be careful, Mateu zo, which is like your samurai speech. Oh, nice. Zo. <laughs> so he's like, uh, basically, Kyotsukete, Mateu, which is like, you know, be, be careful, I'll, I'll wait for you or whatever. What's wrong? She, she's gonna go home. So I can actually understand all this. Basically, she she apologized to her friend for, for leaving so abruptly, and she's bringing a kettle full of water to her grandfather. Oh. I don't know why exactly, but that's what's happening. Cause he's thirsty, bro. Well, he did say he, he did say he was gonna. W- yeah, so it's hot. They're, I like they're, the music. They're leaning <laughs> up against the wall of their house in front of a fan because it's like a hundred degrees outside. And nobody has air conditioning. In Japan, it's very uncommon. Huh. No, it's so terrible. Yeah, the water's out. Yep, there's no water in the. Oh, there it goes. They fixed it. Yeah. Yeah, the water's coming out. So yeah, so it's it's this Chibi Maruko-chan, just from what I've observed, is very simple. Yeah. It's if you study Japanese for a year, you're gonna understand a lot of it. 
So a year sounds like a long time, but in foreign language world, it really isn't. No. So, I mean, and that's for, and then that's even for a language that most people consider more simple, which mm -hmm. would be like French or Spanish. I think people usually yeah. consider that a little easier because it's also, it's also, those are closer to English. So, sure. but like in, in, in the world of foreign languages, Japan, Japanese is not exactly an easy language. So it was the only class I ever got a C in. Wow. At, 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 in college? In, in life. Well, this. The, oh the Japanese God. classes at our college. Anything, anything below an A was failure. Okay, like wow. I was my my family was strict, but Japanese was the only. It was third semester, and it was uh, when they focused primarily on kanji. Hmm. It was the only class that I ever got below uh, B. Well, the Japanese classes at our college also sucked. I'll say that pretty, they were uh, terrible. Patterson they were sensei. almost a waste of time. So that was that was her name was Patterson Sensei. <laughs> nice. So Chibi Madoka-chan is a really good option for for those of you that. You may not be entertained by it very much because it's so childish. But and, it's so educational. But it's so educational. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's sort of, I know you're making a joke, but it sort of is because it's it's understandable. Right. And while you may not enjoy it for its entertainment value, you will enjoy it because you can watch it and actually learn something from it because of the simple short sentences, the limited the limited vocabulary that's going to be in it. Well, and also being able to, like, j just from watching that clip, like, being able to see what's happening, you can kind of understand, you know, like, okay, she's saying something about the kettle, and, like, you can kind of piece together visually what's being what's going on. You, you could have understood all that with just the verb uh, waiting for you, um, going home, water, and it's terrible, and th that was basically, like, all they used. So, and that along with like the context of what you're watching is enough to understand what's happening. Yeah. So that's a good option. Shin Chan, as I said, is a little more mischievous. It's very cheeky. Um, there's dirty humor in it. Shin Chan's always like pulling his pants down and, and shaking his ass at people mm -hmm. and making fun of his parents and talking about how their parents are having marital problems and all this. <laughs> and, and, um, and that, and that, and that is the same in, in, in the Japanese version also. It's not just our English mm -hmm. version. Um, but I think in terms of like the family life, it's sort of the same. So let's listen to something from Shin Chan here. And keeping in mind that Shin Chan's voice is like super, I think he's, he must be voiced by like a 65 year old man or something. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Shin Chan. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so weird to hear it in Japanese. <laughs> Weather report. Oh. A little more complex than Shibi Marugo-chan. <laughs> weather man was like yoku tenki yoku wakaranai he's like you know the ten the weather i often don't understand is basically like like the like the literal translation <laughs> Wait, he said he doesn't understand the weather that that's how i literally translated it yeah. the, the subtitler said that the weather is often tricky to predict mm. so like just things like that in this basic <laughs> basic family life events happening here his mom looks like somebody out of Beetlejuice. Yeah. You've never seen Shin-chan before? Um, I've seen little pieces of it. Anyway, so I think in terms of like ranking these in order of difficulty so far, uh, um, Cheese Sweet Home is probably the easiest. And that, and after that, I would say it's probably Chibi Maruko-chan, then Shin-chan, then Sazai-san. So as you like 
develop your Japanese, you can sort of work your way up through these several shows. And between Sasai-san, Shin-chan, Chibi Mariko-chan, and Chi Sweet Home, you probably have something like 2,000 episodes of anime. Like, no shit, because they've all been running for so long, especially Sasai-san. So that's pretty much all you need. Then, of course, there's like Doraemon, Anpanman, and even Dragon Ball, which I won't get into, but... What about Pokemon? Pokemon also, I think. I think the problem with shows like that, though, is that since they're so based in fantasy, there's going to be a lot of terms that... Well, just the names of all of the different Pokemon, Yeah, exactly. So it's like like watching Naruto and trying to learn Japanese. Mm. You would learn pretty bad Japanese because of like a lot of the terms they use aren't terms that are actually used and even yeah. the way Naruto talks adding Datebayo to the end of every sentence yeah like would screw you up so or like Sergeant Frog how they always have uh, uh, like the the surnames or the uh, suffixes at the end of everything yeah. kind of would make it confusing for somebody so, who didn't know the difference so yeah I think if you're gonna learn you want to learn from a show that's based in reality I was just thinking like just anime that take place maybe in high schools mm-hmm. um, maybe not something that is um like definitely the the anime that we've been talking about today, the kind of like for the younger generations and such. But also, I feel like I've learned a lot of phrases and a lot of just general salutations from watching anime as a whole, right. uh, especially anime that take place in high schools or anime that slice of life specifically, like not something that's over the top or something that's incredibly fantasy, but just your generalized slice of life anime mm-hmm. could have a lot of opportunity for teaching you current phrasing as well. Yeah, you definitely don't want to watch Naruto and end up talking like Naruto because that's not even close to proper. <laughs> Some people look at you and be like, "This guy." Yeah, I mean, I yeah, it's just it's also how I wouldn't want to listen to Meowth talk and have. I don't. Some cat characters probably add yawn to everything, and I don't think you want to talk like a cat accidentally in Japan. They would definitely make fun of you. So, but something like the shows we've talked about already, while you probably know about most of them already, they they speak like real people, so you're not going to end up talking like a cat or like Naruto. While you, while, you know, from learning how to, how to listen to Japanese while you watch it. So, but I, I would definitely grab the Chi Sweet Home manga because of all these shows, that's the only one that I know of immediately that I've actually bought and actually personally own the mangas. And I can tell you that they are easy, easy, easy to, to translate. So good for like learning the hiragana. Yes. And like the first and second grade level kanji, basically like the first you're not going to see anything beyond like the first three or four hundred kanji that you th- that you would need to know in Japanese, which is right. still considered. I know four hundred kanji sounds like a shitload, and, but it, and, and it is thousands. But, but there's like I think two thousand or something like that. To be fluent, you need to know like they've they've reduced it to like two thousand, yeah. which is mind blowing. That's, I mean, that's to, I think that's um what's N one or whatever the yeah, is two thousand kanji, which is to read the nuts. newspaper. It's crazy. It, it's nuts, especially because every word can be spelt using. Hiragana and katakana. It's crazy, dude. So it's just like kanji's extra. So yeah. Jap- J- Japanese is extra. At my pe- at my peak, I knew about three hundred kanji, and that was enough to read the manga of Cheese Sweet Home. Mm-hmm. Practically nothing else other than that. Yeah, but it was enough. And that's like elementary school level. Yeah, it's like, it's like second grade. <laughs> so like I I once took a Japanese class with my fourth graders. Mm-hmm. And I got decimated. I mean, it was <laughs> that had to I be funny for them. I was not keeping up. I was able to understand like 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 the, some of the stuff they were writing on the chalkboard. Yeah. But when they started speaking in like their rapid fire Dude, speed, if I, I was, couldn't do it. If I was living and teaching in Japan, I would 100 percent do that. Just like oh yeah, it was fun. Yeah, they loved it. Just like I mean, because you're already out of school, and I'm sure 
you're probably at like an elementary school or something like that. You just be like, I'm going to go into the kindergarten class and sit through their Japanese lesson. Dude, they love it, man. And it's <laughs> like, they want you to be, they want you to interact with the kids as much as you can. Yeah. And so like, you have to know your boundaries or whatever, but like mm-hmm. participating in a, in a class like that with the kids, you know, the, it doesn't distract them all that much because they're very serious about what they're doing. And, and they love the fact that you're there trying to do it. Yeah. I mean, even if you can't do it, they love the fact that you're there. I mean, and like I, a couple of times I rode the school bus that takes them home. Like I'm in there <laughs> nice. with like swimming. They were like five and six year olds awesome. and they freaking love it. That's awesome. And I, and I, and I don't know, I, I'm, I'm good with kids. So mm-hmm. I liked it and it's, it's just, it's just a good experience. So that's of course, if you're like teaching elementary, if you're, if you're teaching middle school or high school, yeah. then mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to do this. Elementary school is especially, I think it's the best. In my experience, middle school, the worst. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, Cause I taught like <laughs> all different age groups for a year and a half or so. And middle school is just because they're going through that phase where they're starting to wonder why they have to listen to you. Oh yeah. They, <laughs> they think they know everything yeah. and they've, they've hit that rebellious like phase of theirs yeah. where in high school it's like, they've gone over the hump and they just don't care anymore. And exactly. so you're like, I don't care. They're either. like little adults <laughs> as yeah. opposed to just but middle angry school, children. The worst. I taught, um, I taught five-year-olds to 11-year-olds music theory, and the difference between those children was massive. Like, (laughs) not just in terms of age, but just in terms of attitude, and attitude towards you as a teacher is entirely different. My observation is that once they hit about 10, they don't give an F. Well, especially in Japan. They don't give an F. Like, it's, uh, fourth graders are perfect. Third and fourth grade is the, third grade is the best class to teach in by far. Because they're so interested. They're they're still young enough that they that they look at you with like wonder and, and and imagination and they're like wow you're so cool you're foreign and English is so interesting and it's so different, but they're not so young that they're that they're more likely to pee themselves and scream and cry just because you look at them, but they're also not so old that they would rather have you die and I've told that story before <laughs> I have definite horror stories from my Japanese students so. yeah you do, that's about all I've got guys I mean, two thousand anime episodes ought to be enough though teach you some Japanese I would I would think just a little at least basics right I mean you're never gonna watch every episode of Sazai Son that shit's been on TV since like the mid 80s oh wow yeah it's like it's like they're Simpsons you're never gonna watch it all probably even probably even more than that I don't I don't think it's not funny like the Simpsons it's more like Mm -hmm. an actual slice of life of a Japanese family than it is like you know Bart Simpson farting and skateboarding around town yeah Anyway. All right. Well, on that note, we are going to take another anime news break. When we return, we will be reviewing Drifters. Mm. So stick around. We'll be right back. everybody, this is Mitsugi, and now it's time for your second anime news break. Getting it started off, it looks like Netflix flubbed a little bit and did an early listing of its original Devilman project that is based on the original Go Nagai manga. The story is of a, of a demon that possesses a boy's a dead body to do evil things, but after falling in love with a human girl, the demon has a change of heart. This is based again on Go Nagai's original hit manga, the Japanese version of the Netflix streaming service has listed a Netflix original Devilman project 
and Netflix had been already streaming the original 1972 Devilman television anime series in Japan. So perhaps this means that there is a new Devilman project that is going to be coming out on Netflix. Maybe we'll get it here in the States as well. For those of you that are big fans of Devilman, look out for that coming up perhaps in the future. Next up, Attack on Titan's manga has hit 63 million copies in print, which is quite an astounding number. The, the cover of, of a recent Beisatsu Shonen magazine posted an image for their April issue, and it announced that the Attack on Titan manga had broken the 60 million copy mark. Not very many mangas have hit this mark, and even fewer have hit the 100 million copy mark, and we'll see if Attack on Titan can continue to rise through the ranks of top-selling mangas throughout history as the anime series has another season coming out in this upcoming spring. So for those of you that are huge fans of Attack on Titan, the series seems to be doing very well. We're all excited about the upcoming sequel series in the spring, so let's uh, let's go enjoy that together. Next up, Otakon, a huge anime convention in the United States, which has become well-known in the past for featuring fairly high-profile musical artists, has announced that they are going to be featuring the musical uh, rock band Flow at their upcoming event this summer. Flow consists of vocalist Koshi and Keigo, guitarist Take and bassist Goltz, and drummer Iwasaki. So this is a pretty pretty popular band and I'm sure that there will also be other bands including Jam Project is also going to be performing as part of the event. Otakon 2017 will take place August 11th through the 13th in the downtown of Baltimore. So for those of you that are big fans of musical artists, Otakon is probably a very good choice for you. Talking about anime is fun. Even though every host of the AAA podcast is super addicted to anime, we do have other hobbies. I write and read a lot of books. Kimiko is a bartender. I love comics, and Mitsugi and I both love sports. And I think we all love video games and movies. That's why we made Hobby Addicts. Yep, they're brand new podcasts about other hobbies we enjoy. If you want to get a new episode of Hobby Addicts every week, head to aapodcast.com slash join and select the $5 tier. You'll need to make a membership if you haven't already or don't have one from the forums. But once you do and get yourself signed up, you'll be enjoying all kinds of new content from the AAA podcast. Oh, yeah. Great news, everybody. We are back. We are. <laughs> to the 363rd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. You're welcome. How uncomfortable. Great news. How uncomfortable does this cat look? <laughs> looks, Dude. 
He is smushed between the laptop. Kimiko took an amazing picture. Did you show it to him? No. You have to show it. He's he's crushed up against the back of my laptop because he thinks it's warm, and it might be. And he's laying on top of our headphone switch box, which looks very uncomfortable. He's going to have a jacked up neck. He does not look. That is crick in his neck level. That is very cat-like. Wow. Yeah. That is not yeah, brilliant. He's, he's, and he, now he looks like he's giving me the evil eye. Like he's gonna need a he's gonna need a chiropractor for sure. <laughs> he said he said he said he said bitch. I said bitch. Anyway, so we have a five star review, and if you would like if you would like to leave us a five star review on iTunes, please go to iTunes and just write us a review. It really helps out the, the podcast a lot. Help us dominate all other anime podcasts We're with our reviews. We have a very impressive number of review of reviews on iTunes, and it's all thanks to you guys. So thank you very much. Who would like to read the five-star review? Kimiko, how do you feel about it? I will, as soon as my computer decides to Mitsuki, allow me how do you feel about it? I'll read it. <laughs> God damn it. Goron3 writes, The amount of content these great hosts cover and put out every week is staggering. The amount of work Mitsugi must put in alone is deserving of a of an al- of, of a workaholic's <laughs> full-time salary. Well, don't overdo it. Mean. And that is for the normal episodes. Everyone mu- with even the slightest interest in anime should listen to this podcast for thoughtful, honest reviews alongside recommendations, news, quality comedy, and Cosmo's regular antics. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's very nice. <laughs> that is very nice of you. And you know what? Yeah, Mitsugi, you do put a lot of time into this podcast. You I really mean, do, though. It's about 15 hours a week. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. So. 15 Solid. hours a week, all told, yeah. It's and a lot. Kimiko, you put near next to nothing. Nothing at all. I show <laughs> well, up, and here. even sometimes I don't. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes I don't. <laughs> no. uh, Show, awesome. Showing up is half the fight. That's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 Without without co-hosts, I sit here and talk to myself. That would be an, that would be an interesting episode. That would be very hard because you, you've, you've done, done an episode yeah, like that. You've done a couple, you? a couple, a couple, solos. and it sucks sucks badly. And and they, I don't think they were live streamed either. I think you just recorded them. Didn't yeah, you? because it's hard. To, it's hard to talk to yourself for two hours because your voice gets tired. And what I is, would yeah. I would probably uh, if there was ever an episode where you or some or one of us had to do it completely by ourselves, just have people call in and ask me questions. That's like I don't idea. think I could. Oh, I would. Yeah, I, I yeah. would use. I would. I would leverage the the audience heavily if it ever happened again. The, you would be the co-host. Yes. Yeah. So. So, all right. We've got a review to go, do, guys. And it is on all an right. anime. Boy, do I've we tr- ever. I've been trying to mentally and emotionally prepare myself who, for this, guys. Who passed this one? I need you to find your center. I passed this one. Okay. All right. Hey, don't. don't. It wasn't me for once. Don't. I actually like this anime. All right. Thank you. So, um, Drifters is a show about it's it's kind of a little bit complicated to explain the premise not um, really i mean dudes yeah, fight i guess not. that's the premise and, and 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 to be fair they they exposition the crap out of it in the first couple episodes so you know they'll legitimately there's a character who will just sit there and talk to the other guy and be like this is what's going on for they do a, a lot of telling but um they savage the shit out of each other too so yeah drifters uh starts off the first episode you're introduced to a character by the name of Oh, what's his name? Uh, Toyohisa? Yes, Toyohisa. Shimazu and, or something? Yeah, Shimazu Toyohisa. And he is a samurai in the feudal era, and he's having this crazy battle. From the Satsuma clan! From the Satsuma clan. He's having this crazy battle, and he's trying to stop this army from progressing, and they're slaughtering everyone, and they damn near kill him. He's like been uh, stuck with a bunch of spears and all this stuff, and he's like on his deathbed, and then he immediately gets teleported into another realm which is basically just a long white hallway with doors along the side and down the hallway 
a man sitting at a desk with like a computer and glasses on and stuff like and that. And a newspaper. He, a like, bes- always, he a, like always has a newspaper. A bespectacled man. He has yes, some with weird, very strange eyes. Very strange. Yes. Um, he's got the, uh, what are those spiral eyes from Naruto? Shotengan? Not Shotengan. Dasengan? No, I don't freaking know. It's but if you watch Naruto, you know what I'm talking about—the spiral eyes. Not mm. that. Uh, anyways, so um, so yeah, he's teleported to this realm where he sees this guy, and as he starts to walk towards him, he gets sucked into one of the doorways along the side of the along the side of the hallway and teleported into another world where there's elves and an opposing army. And long story short, it turns out that he is what they call a drifter. Uh, meaning that he's a warrior throughout time that has been on his death, like near his death, and is teleported to this world to save it from other, um, what they call, I think they call them ends. The ends. Yeah. The endo. The ends, which are which are basically also just drifters except bad ones. So and they're all historical figures. And they're all historical figures. You have your Joan of Arc. You have your Nobunaga. You have, uh, you know. Let me ask you. So, so that's kind of so that's kind of like the premise of the show, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's this battle between the drifters and the ends, trying to. S- and the drifters yeah. are trying to save this world. The ends want to annihilate it. It's yes. your basic premise. Exactly. Now, let me ask you: Did you guys watch it subbed or dubbed? Subbed. Subbed. Okay, I watched it dubbed. And apparently, it was a treat. It was a. <laughs> it was something. Yeah. Yo, well, who dubbed it? Funimation. Funny. Fun- yes, Funimation did dub it. Yeah. And um, did a shitty job. I mean, so a couple of like the lead characters were were okay. I mean, you know, pretty standard. Um, the st- the same standard five people that Funimation has. They've actually been they've been expanding, but okay. So yeah. so Funimation they found more people, they that, found are more to, people that are willing to work for next to nothing. Basically, and, so so Funimation I think needs to come to the conclusion that unless it is an Americanized accent in the sense of like your Bacano yeah. or your even well, ninety one days with that slight yeah. Italian so sort of Americanized that, accent. Yeah, because that was what I was getting to. Was yeah. that so. The the lead characters had like an American accent. Yeah. Um, however, there were people like Joan of Arc, and there was another character who was a Russian character. Anastasia. Yeah, and and the, so they instead of just Americanizing them, which I wish they would have, they decided to go with accents. It's the Yuri on Ice syndrome. Yeah. So, and and some of the actors that were playing these characters are pretty. Okay. okay. Yeah. Is this the dub? I think it's the trailer for the dub. Let's see if they speak. I. I mean, it, you may just hear the main character speaking, and he's okay. Or not at all. Very intense. World that very day, and I'll be damned if more than a handful of months have passed. That's not so bad. Yeah, he's fine. The, a warrior. Like the two or three the leads are fine. Rising sun. Who could he be? But it's really. Wait. Was that a female voice actor for well, Yo- Yoichi? Well, she looks. He looks like, like a girl, so I might as well give him a girl actor. Yeah, you're only gonna hear. You can throw the best possible examples of humanity into play. When all said and done, I'll be the winner. That's the girl who voices main character from Tanya the Evil. Yeah, you don't get any of the funny accents, I guess. The dub from Tanya the Evil wasn't bad either. So the the English sounding characters were fine but it's the it's when they tried to put the almost racist level accents (laughs) on the characters from other countries oh they're bad and and it's they're so bad that they're hard to understand at times wow where I'm just like what did they say I couldn't understand what she was saying because they're talking fast Mm -hmm. and they're using this weird accent that is not their natural accent so that threw me off. So maybe you guys were better off with the sub. And then one other thing that almost pissed me always, off. Almost always. That's almost always the case, though. Here's, here's another, I, do, I do like some dubs, but here, you're right. I don't, I don't know why people watch dubs. I, I don't. Convenience. It's like you're either 
too lazy to read it or I don't well, get it. No, it's if you want to be that's able me. to focus that's, on something. That's why I watch dubs because I don't want to have to read it. I want to be able to listen and I, I like watching dubs if I'm doing something where I can't just stare at the screen for three yeah. hours. But it, you know what I mean? But if you're but if you're doing something else, then do something else. Well, but also oh, is that, you're talking about multitasking? Yeah. Either multitasking I, or I don't want to have to be reading the whole time. I want to be able to watch what's going I get, on. Yeah. What if I'm eating or what if I'm folding laundry or what if I'm doing like sometimes I don't like I, to just sit there and stare at the screen. I, I want to be able to, you know, move around. Well, maybe or... you should just learn Japanese. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> that's what they would say on the, on the internet. If you posted that on oh, any yeah. on a forum, they'd be like, just learn Japanese. Then. Maybe if you guys were legitimate podcasters, <laughs> anime, anime weeaboo, watch, learn some Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. But oh, that's what you'd get. Anyways, what but was yeah, I saying? Uh, I don't, I don't know. You're talking needs about to, the, the accents. Funny needs to stop trying to do accents yeah. oh, unless it's yeah. Italia, which is well, a parody. And I was gonna say the other thing that upsets me about because I, I specifically watch the dub because I don't want to have to read the whole time. But then they do the thing where the creatures on this planet the elf, speak the elf creatures, they right? They speak in a fake language, so I have to read the subs anyways. <laughs> That's right. Can I just and I'm say, like, that's that, why I watch the dub is I don't have to read. You guys, that threw you, me you off. guys are coming in a little hot. Sorry, Sorry. I'm just upset can, about that. Can I can I just say that threw me off hardcore yeah. when the elves started speaking in the first episode and it wasn't Japanese and I was You're just like, like what uh, is that? Uh, like I thought that I was hearing it wrong <laughs> yeah. and that I just like didn't realize I, what Japanese it was. I was watching this with a friend who asks a lot of questions a lot of questions that he doesn't need to ask more when I'm watching anime with him. Okay. And he acts like I know. He acts like I have all the answers to his questions, <laughs> and I could not get it through to him that they were not speaking English or Japanese. It was a fake language. <laughs> I was like, "Dude, it is not Japanese." He's like, "Um, um, um." I'm like, "Relax." That's funny. It was so obvious to me immediately that it's fake. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it, I, it's still kind of. It threw me off at first until I realized that it was a, a gibberish type language, but. Um, Anyway, back to yeah. back to the review that's just, of drifters. That's, that's just like one thing because I like you don't have to obviously you don't have to watch it dubbed, but because I did, that's one of the things that upset me was one the bad voice acting with the accents, and two you and ended two, up having to read the subtitles. fact that I still had to read it even though I specifically watched the dub so I don't have to read. <laughs> but, okay, anyway, but I'm, enough with the dubs. Yeah, so that's the dub sucks. We get it's yeah easy. right. It sucks, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's I would I would absolutely not recommend you watch the dub. Well, okay. Yeah, it's like why 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 watch it when half the characters are dubbed any or subtitled anyway? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then also, like I said, you just can't understand some of the people. And I'm like, I have no idea what they just said. I appreciated the show's pacing. It's really, yeah. I mean, it's very much, you know, we're just going to kill people the whole time. But that's because yeah. there was no plot. Yeah. We but, have an underlying I mean, subplot, but there was no, the, you were going nowhere. It was the same thing for 12 episodes. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like I'd rather have a strategic like battle going on than having some really low key boring plot line. I see what you're saying, and, 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 but it's like, um, I mean, it's to each his own. I so, mean. so with pacing, you have, the, I feel like this is one extreme, and then there's the other extreme of a show like, um, uh, what's the show that uh, everybody got on me for not liking? Uh, the, Hebe Euphonium. Yes, you have a show like Hebe Euphonium, which is just super slow the entire show, but then you have this show, which is just nonstop action, and that's all it is the entire time. But there's no okay. So when I when I associate pacing with something it's specifically with plot yeah i consider pacing to be how quickly can we get through a particular uh, plot line mm -hmm. from a to b um and this didn't feel like there was like we got an idea of what the plot was the ends versus the drifters but there was no actual sure uh, 
there, there was no um, progression. Exactly. It was just fighting, fighting, yeah. fighting, 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 fighting. So this, and then the end is like, oh, by the way, we're all in random places. Here's a cliffhanger. So this show is um, made by the same person who made um, Helsing Ultimate. Helsing Ultimate. Yeah. So and it, it has a great it, animation for that, by the way. Right. And, Love that. Well, and likewise on this show, I feel like it was great animation or pretty good animation and just just action packed. But. I feel like that's all it was. Like you were saying, there, exactly. there is no real depth to it. It's just kind of like, but doesn't even the characters take... are underdeveloped, yeah. in but my opinion. Doesn't the show know what it is and it tries to do what it's doing well and doesn't give a shit about everything else? Possibly. And and then <laughs> maybe and that's fine. But I feel like to be a complete show, you need to have it all. And this show is one note. It's and and that's fine if that's all you're looking for. By all means, if you're just looking for a, a mindless, bloody, action-packed show, this is definitely a good one for you. But if you're to, looking but, for but character be, development but, and plot, but, though. but to be considered a great show, you have to have it all. You have to, you know, have the, that entertainment factor, but you also have to have a, a story and structure and developed characters. I, I actually didn't think the plot was that horrible. I mean, what was the plot? The plot was that a a country that is a country and a group of people that that are being suppressed by a regime i guess mm-hmm. that is forcing people into subservience is developing an uprising to overthrow their current government okay. and so like you know they go from the very first moment of freeing the elf people or whatever yeah. and then the elf people they go it's it's almost like valkyria chronicles in a way like you know they're going through this military campaign or like berserk you're going through this military campaign where you go from one place to another place could be, and, and it's like they're going to they're they're going to the dwarfs because the dwarfs can make the weapons and they want to free the dwarfs so that mm-hmm. they can have even more soldiers. Right. And it's like, and they're going from they're going from point to point. So I wonder if because I mean, because you're right, it does have. But that like, just feels like exposition and, to me, not and, plot. And there's very much like this very very albeit thin chess match going on between mm-hmm. the girl and the guy that's that sits in the hallway. The two. The the girl with like the lo- gothic Lolita dress, yeah, and then the the dude with the spirally eyes, yeah. they're obviously controlling the strings behind all of it. So there's something there. I I agree with that. That there is like obviously there is a a core story that's being told. But and there's going to be a second season. Well, oh, of I was just about to say, but you know I what f- this feels like to me? Mm-hmm. The entirety of this, and maybe this is why I kind of had a hard time following it. The entirety of it's this season, it feels like exposition to the second season. Yeah. It doesn't feel like its own complete season well, and then, at all. And then on top of that, I think my biggest problem with it, which is what threw me off, is um, is the the writing. Because there is a story. And it, although it is a basic story, it's it's something that we see all the time in, in movies and, and shows and all that stuff. Like It's, it's a pretty... Straightforward, you know, yeah. liberate the good, the the you know weak people and take over the bad guys and you war know, strategy. Yeah, which is a which is a perfectly reasonable plot, but I feel like it was just told poorly. Yeah. I, I feel oh like oh my god, the comedy though. The comedy I did not appreciate. It was awful. It is. It, 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 it was unneeded. It. it uh, yeah. So there were maybe like a handful of moments, if that, where the comedy felt like it enhanced the situation. But nine times yeah. out of ten, they would throw the comedy in there as I think, from their perspective, a means of lessening the overwhelming sense of, of heaviness mm. to the situation. But instead, it just ended up ruining what was otherwise yeah. a probably powerful moment. I do agree with that. It was it very was juvenile. Un- it was unneeded. It was. And, and yeah, and dumb. Like the raspberries, like. The where he's like smashing the raspberries yeah. and I'm just like that is so unnecessary God, even all the way in episode one where they're having this really deep moment and they're trying to un- like they're trying to make um, to- toy 
how do you say his name? Toy I just call him, or just call him Shimazu. Shimazu. They're trying to like tell Shimazu um, uh, about like the difference in age that like it's Nobunaga and then four years, four hundred years prior than that it's Yoichi and then and then Yoichi shows up with the chickens and is like pluck the chickens and then this weird music plays oh, in yeah. the background yeah. pluck, and they're pluck, plucking. Pluck, pluck. It's like. What was there was literally no point in having that there to relieve tension because the tension hadn't even built that far yet. Yeah. And that's basically the comic quote unquote relief for the entire season. Yeah. It, and it just it just fell super flat for me. The show had I mean like I I knew what the show was gonna be from the beginning. Sure. And I wanted to watch a show where a guy kills people. And that's exactly yeah, what well, it was. Yeah, you got that. I mean, basically, like every episode, he was decapitating somebody. Oh yeah. Or viciously <laughs> chasing after them, yelling at them Dude, to that, give them his head. That second, that, that, that's <laughs> I, I do kind of. That was one piece of comedy that I enjoyed. Was yeah. the aspect they took the. But I don't beheading. think that was meant to be that, comedy. <laughs> it just came that off second, funny to me. that second episode was vicious. When yeah. He, yeah. When he 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 elbows the the heavy heavy armored knight in the face. Yeah. Lands oh, he on smashes his, that lands, dude with his uh, sheath. Yeah, he lands on his he lands on his chest, and the guy's defenseless, and he's just bashing his skull in with with his with his sword sheath. Mm-hmm. They don't hold like, back on the gore porn. I at mean, all. it's intense. I mean, like he he bashes him like twenty times, and there's like blood splattering and screaming. I mean, it's it's very aggressive, mm. and like I think that that's what the show is. I mean, yeah, the plot isn't at this point super in depth, but. I don't know that that's why people are watching it. Now the comedy is ba- is not it's, bad. Is, it's not necessary at all. But I don't know that this show has any more or less of a plot than like Fate Zero. Fate Zero is like, oh, here's a bunch of characters that all have their own motivation and we're going to have a battle royale. Well, but it, that's the thing. Fate Zero is character driven in a way that this one doesn't manage to be. So what is this driven by? Uh the action. violence. Just action. Yeah. Just action and violence, that's it. I mean, but I, I will I, I wouldn't say this is as good as Fate Zero. No. Not in animation or in execution, but I don't think the plot was really any better in either show. Okay, so can I can I can I really quickly there are two things that I really disliked and two things that I really liked about this. Um I I I think for me, and this might just be a complete and total bias for me, I have a hard time following historically or historical character driven uh anime where they're throwing out the names of these historical characters that everyone yep. should know, and I just have no idea who any of them are. After I, I had to Google search three of them, and then after that I was like, I don't even care anymore. It's worth, I mean, it probably is worth, like, Google searching the Battle of Sekigahara, because, I mean, like... Yeah, but, I like, mean, I, I got, I knew Joan of Arc, but I had no idea who Yoichi was, um, and the reveal of Yoichi's character 400 years prior to Nobunaga should have been something like, oh man, this character, but I had no idea who he was. That's probably not a bad other podcast topic would be like anime that would teach you the history of Japan. Yeah, I got that. Because I mean, the his- the feudal history of Japan is very battle heavy and it's very interesting. It's mm-hmm. not it's not boring at all. Um, like the Warring States period in Japan is a super interesting period of time and full of a lot of violence and bloodshed and there's no wonder that they make tons of action animes out of it. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. I mean, I think having a having a full knowledge of the historical context of all the characters and It would battles, have made it more interesting for me for sure. I mean, th- there's a whole group of otaku in Japan that are just that are all about like the warring states Japanese history. Historical otaku. I mean, Chiaki and I did a did a samurai battle reenactment with a bunch of these people and they were basically like spouting off all these facts about the different, like, oh my god, you're this guy and you're this guy, like in the in the in the in the battle reenactment. And I'm like, I yeah. don't know who the hell these people are, <laughs> yeah. but apparently you do. I mean, those are the people that are probably watching this. Yeah, the, probably the, the, so, the super history nerds. I, I do also want to say, um, and I, and I've been trying to do this lately. Is uh, 
I posted on the Facebook group page, you know, hey, we're going to be reviewing the show. What do you guys think about it? I will say um, quite a few people commented on, on the post um, and almost all of them said that they did find it enjoyable. Um, the It was, you know, action packed and fun in that way. However, they all of them, except for one person, hated the comedy. <laughs> Only one guy liked the comedy. Oh, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> and, and there's so. nothing against that against the guy who liked it. I mean, if you like oh, it's so that style I mean, of comedy, yeah. then go for it. I just felt like it didn't enhance the plot at all. Yeah. I also wanted more from Dude in the Hallway. Yeah. I think when I was I think, watching the first episode, the moment that we he walks out of the woods and takes a step into the hallway, I was like, oh, yes, give me give me this. Right. Give me this random ass thing that's happening right now that is completely outside of what I thought this anime was going to be. And then it ended up having barely any impact, I think, outside of like. Uh, you you know that they're that that guy and the the Lolita girl have involvement in this, but we don't really get more than that. Like mostly, it focuses on the characters and the fighting and the war. So I, I will say there is there is a second season. Um, that yeah, it will be coming out. Pretty obvious, with that ending. Yeah. They they haven't said when. Um, but the, apparently there is supposed to be a new, another season coming out. Which of course, I mean you. Well, not well, necessarily it's like impossible if, for, the, for there not to be. Yeah. Well, unless it just wasn't received well, then they would just scrap it. But um, I, yeah, but I, yeah, I they, don't imagine that's the case. That is another thing that I will say. A lot of people that um, commented on that on the post I had mentioned were saying that uh, you know it was sure it was only twelve episodes and they kind of just left you on a cliffhanger, really. Yeah. And so there's a lot left to be told. Yeah, I mean, you might you may find that like the guy in the hallway with the glasses has more of an involvement later. And I would love that. I mean, we we're not going to know until we get there, but I'm I presume. I, and I understand the aspect of making a first season with the intent of a second season, but you also have to make the first season enjoyable. Like, we're not to say that it wasn't enjoyable at all for me. I did really enjoy the animation style, and I loved the the. This sounds awful. I loved the violence of it because yeah. there's nothing that that kind of throws me off more in an anime when it's distinctly violent, but they don't. They go out of their way to make it less visually so. Right. Like a character will go for a uh, decapitation and then mm. the camera will pan up to the sky and you see a little blood splatter well, instead of actually seeing the decapitation. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see like you're ha- they're, they're having a war and they're fighting with swords. Like you expect there to be some blood and some, you know. They could have censored the hell out of it, though. I mean, oh, it yeah. happens. It happens a lot. And they, yeah, and didn't, they didn't really do and that. And that I, I almost I appreciated that for what it was. So and the music was actually outside of the comic moments. Yeah. The music, the music was, was actually was good. pretty awesome. Yeah. I thought the last few episodes were really good. The the raid on that castle, mm-hmm. mm. totally epic. I mean, the ways that they sort of like like when they took out the heavy armored soldiers. Yeah. With, with the girls' Stonewall spell, I was like, wow, that was pretty cool. And then they used the stone wall to climb the wall of the castle. I mean, it mm-hmm. was none of this is even spoilers because it's like you're watching it to see the action and to see the spectacle of it. And there's not really a whole lot of like key plot points to spoil. I I really thought the last three episodes were really strong. I mean, it starts out with like with a really cool sort of strategically planned out castle raid, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. And then it, and then it shifts immediately into. This bat, and then it, it ends up. It results in this battle between Shimazu and one of the Shinsengumi fighters, and that was a badass fight, also. Yeah, who was that guy? Um, to, um, Toshi Gidi, or I can't, I can't remember his name exactly, but I mean, it was a really well. It was very entertaining last three to three to four episodes, and then it does end sort of abruptly. But I mean, there's going to be more. I can't, I can't really complain all that much about it. I mean, honestly, 
I mean, was it like some mind-blowing feat of creative genius and, and storytelling? No, but for, for, for people who, who love watching the action-packed, um, shigurui, gore-porn violence type stuff, this is a great option for you. I, I really think that it's... It was uh, Toshizo um, Hijikata. Hijikata. I don't know who that is, but I'm... I yeah, know, I'm, surprised, I know I'm surprised they didn't go with a more popular Shinsengumi member. Maybe he... Well, maybe he is super... Well, no, Not, we just don't know him. Well, I mean, I don't. I mean, I've um, seen a number of shows on Shinsengumi, and he's not one of the guys I recognize. Well, um, like I know that like some of the characters from like Romani Kenshin that have Shinsengumi mm-hmm. aren't real characters. Like, yeah, they're based on real people, but their names are different. Right, right, right. So I don't know. I'm not sure who exactly Hijikata is, but I'm sure he was. I'm sure he's probably well known. Um, and I know that in the next a couple episodes, who's the guy at the end that pops up? Oh, it's um. One of the key um, um, Tokugawa era people. I can't remember what his name was, but oh, I don't remember. So, well, one of them pops up at the end. He's going to join the fight for the bad guys. Yeah, there were some people that you saw like in the opening sequence of the show that never appeared, like um, the guy with the battleship that was in. Oh, I think it was Toyotomi. Um, to- Toyotomi. But like, you it, never see him in the show. Yeah, it's, well, he, he pops up at the end. He's. He's oh. not, he, he was the guy at the end where they're like, oh, Toyotomi, whatever, is going to join the fight. Oh. And he's like one of the most famous characters from okay. Japanese history, so hmm. which I guess is a huge deal, but you know, we're like, whatever. But I mean, to them, it's a huge deal. I yeah, guess. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I, okay. I don't know any of those people. Anyway, so <laughs> I don't have much else to say about it. No, I think we pretty much covered it. So mm-hmm. I think it was an action packed show with, with, with really good animation. And. I got what I wanted out of it. I didn't fall asleep 10 times during it. I didn't fall asleep even once. Wow, that's <laughs> impressive. Yeah. I fell asleep once. So. But I was watching it at five in the morning, so mm. just gotten off work. Actually, I did fall asleep during like the fourth episode, but I was intoxicated, so I kind of just passed out, honestly. <laughs> that happens. Yeah. So, all right, so scores. Okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, I thought the show was pretty good. I don't think... I think people who watched it wanted to see violence, and if that's what you wanted, that's what you got. And I don't think people were watching it for really any other purpose. So I think it'd be, it would be really odd if, for someone to watch this and go, oh, it totally sucked. Because, <laughs> I mean, you're not watching it for romance or comedy or drama, really, because yeah. that's not what you would expect. And if you wanted to see action and violence, you got that. So that being said, I can't really give it a, as good of a score or something like Fate Zero, especially after drawing that that like sort of like thin plot comparison so i'm gonna give it three and a half um decapitated soldiers out of five it's close to a four for me i think it was pretty good but mm-hmm. these these two guys are, here are gonna pull are gonna pull it down <laughs> anyway um so i think uh being objective about it i i do think that um i went in with um with too high expectations, I think, is my issue with mm. this. I, I have multiple friends who watched it or watched the beginning of it at least and really liked it. And so I was expecting more. Um, I think you're right, Mitsugi. If you're going into it, just all you want is action and violence. That's what you get. But I wanted more character development and a little bit more of a plot. So, and I just honestly, I hated the comedy so much that by the end it got grating. It was terrible. So um, I can't just my own personal response to this anime, I can't give it more than a. 2.5 Helsing ultimate level animation out of five. <laughs> All right. Um, so I, hmm. 
I, so I, it was certainly, in my opinion, obviously clearly very action packed, the well animated. Um, it wasn't boring uh, at any point, although it it felt like at times that they were trying to um, make it seem more complicated than it was. I think a lot of the issues were with the writing, just in general, um, and then of course, you know, like I mentioned with the dub, all all, all those problems with the characters with accents but I don't know if that can necessarily affect the score because it's kind of an after point um so yeah overall it was an oak it was it was a pretty good show um I think we've 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 gone into enough uh, to to say like what we didn't like about it so I'm just gonna give give you the score um I going into it I was planning on a three and a half and that's what I'm gonna stick with three and a half so Kimiko's all on her own look at that Hey, I, this isn't my style, dudes. Yeah, you're, I, off, you're, I, you're, you're, you're I, off on your Kimiko Island. I feel like I, I'm okay with I that. Feel I like, usually live here. I feel like it had problems for sure. It's nowhere near perfect, but if you, if, if you're just looking for mindless violence and action, then you know this is a decent show for you. So that averages to a three point two, which is a three. We'll give it a three. It's not bad. All right. So, all right. So that's the review of Drifters. You know, I wasn't in pain watching that one, so sometimes I'm in pain when I'm watching them. Yeah, and it was only so, 12 episodes, so that you know, it's it's it was a little easier to get through. But as we know from from, from the Pooper Scooper Award from the Anime Oscars, that mm. the only shows that that are the worst of the year are the ones that Kimiko and Chiaki are the ones are ultimately pass. Right. Since this was a Kazuo, we, we only pass good shows. <sighs> yeah. Right. So this yeah. was a Kazuo. We weren't show. the only. There was there was one in there somewhere I think that wasn't ours. Uh, nope. I think it was a listener choice, probably. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it was it was no none of us had covered it. It was like, oh, it was just some show that we had never. Yeah, oh. but yeah, yeah, every show that we had covered was. I will theirs. say to my credit, there was one on the list that I failed, Fantasy Star Online too. So yeah, I'm giving myself a plus one there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think it's time. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. Mailbag. Oh, yeah. Down with the mailbag dance. How dare you, sir? Well, I never. Of course, if you want to write us a mailbag, you can head over to our website, aaapodcast.com, and click on the mailbag button. It's just that simple. Um, our first mailbag today comes from Icy Rose. Yay. Listen, Yay. Good, good friend of the podcast, Icy Rose. Who wants to go to a bathhouse with me in Japan. He wants to get naked with you. He does. I don't blame him. But who doesn't? <laughs> My manly JoJo-like physique will... Well, why don't you go ahead and read what Icy Rose has to say, Mitsuki? Oh, okay. I have noticed... Oh, hello again, AAA crew. I've noticed occasionally that some of the hosts have passed certain anime during impressions, but for whatever reason, were absent during the episode of the full review. <coughs> so I was... <laughs> Chiaki. for sure. So I was wondering <laughs> if those hosts still ended up watching the show anyway. Are there any reviews that were done on a show you listened to and thought, Oh... I wish I was there for that one. We all know this never happens to me because I'm always here. Yeah. Yeah, right? Okay, so he's saying, are there any reviews that were done that you... Oh, yeah, Mob Psycho. I wasn't here for that one, and I wanted to, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I I feel like there was an anime review that we did where I was sick and I was supposed to be here, Mm. and I ended up missing it, but I can't remember what it was for. Did we do uh, the uh, review of... Oh, no, I think I was here for the review of Boku no Hero uh, Hero Academia, Academia, right? 
think I, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't, that, that was, was your that anime. That was so yeah. damn long ago. Yeah. Well, oh, and uh, he wasn't okay because Mob Psycho wasn't my show. I've been here for all of my reviews. I think he's talking about shows but, that somewhere someone passed yeah. it and they were supposed to watch it and then they didn't. Oh well, no, it hasn't. It's happened. definitely Chiaki's the, the most th- frequent offender oh, yes. of this. I think I there was only one time where it was my anime and I ended up not being. And able it was to probably be here. a terrible show. I think it was Bungo Stray Dogs. You son of a bitch. I think I I think I was not <laughs> here for the Bungo Stray Dogs review. Two words for you, Bubuki Budanki. I was that oh, was not my anime. Are you sure about that? I am one hundred percent sure. That anime was so bad, I wanted to kill myself. No, that That's was definitely that was. Chiaki's anime. That one was not mine. I will. I literally want to kill myself just thinking about that. Hold oh, on. That show oh, is terrible. Gods. Good Lord. You know what? I just thought about it. And now I feel so depressed. <laughs> I'm slipping into a dark depression just, <laughs> just thinking from thinking about, about that show. God, it was bad. Oh, oh Lord, Jesus. That was painful. Yeah, this was this was definitely. I just looked it up. This was definitely not my anime. Okay. I'm pretty sure Chiaki passed yeah. it, Chiaki. and I also was not here for the review of it. I think that was just the two can, of you. Can we quickly come up with a term for when a person passes something terrible, like they lay yeah. the landmine it's out? Called be, it's called being Chiaki'd. When you when you Chiaki a show, you you, you like you you like lay the landmine <laughs> for the other hosts yeah. and then bail on it and let everyone else blow up when they watch yeah. it. Yeah, you get Chiaki'd. Yeah, that's what it is. That's pretty. Yeah, uh, that's pretty rough. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so please make sure to tweet Chiaki at Elise Kova and discuss being blown up by her Chiaki ness. That would be funny. That would make me happy. Um, all right. Our next mailbag comes from Rotaru Vegeta. Kimiko. Uh, they write, I think we've learned how many Final Fantasy games the AAA hosts have played. Now I want to know how many Dragon Quest games Mitsugi has played mm-hmm. and how many the other hosts might have played. Yeah. Also, a challenge. Dun, dun, dun. I will give Mitsugi three guesses as to what the only Dragon Quest game I have played is. After the first guess, you get a hint. It's probably Dragon Quest Eight because it's the most frequently played one. <laughs> that's, I'm not even going to bother with the hints then. Yeah, the answer is Dragon Quest VIII. Oh, of course. They say of course because Dragon Quest VIII is the sort of Final Fantasy VII type game of the series. Yeah, it's amazing. It took a graphical leap and entered the realm of 3D CG characters. It was also the highest selling game at the time. I believe it's Kazuo also has the- my copy of that also, I think. I think I loaned it to you. You got a PS2 and you wanted to have some RPGs to play, so I loaned it to you. Then I, kept I don't asking, think you did. Then I kept at, you, need to, you should check for that. I don't think you did. If you're not going to play it, I'd like to have that back. Thanks. I'm a... No, because I kept asking you if you'd played it yet, and you kept saying, no, I haven't played it yet. No, because I ended up buying that game. Oh, did you? Yeah, I don't think you gave oh, it I'll have me. to check for my copy of it. Yeah. Anyway, so either way, it's really <laughs> good. Um, I've played Dragon Quest 8, 9, 10. Um, I have played Dragon Quest Builders, and I think that's all. Yeah, I've only played 8. I've played none of them. Dragon Quest Builders is so fun. It is so cute and fun. It's the Minecraft knockoff. That's with all Dragon Quest characters and music. It's really, really, really cute. It's it's a true joy to play that game. That's how good it is. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It looks like a lot of fun. So, yeah. All right. Um, oh, and, and I am absolutely psyched out of my mind for Dragon Quest XI, mm. which is coming to PlayStation 4, and I am psyched to... I don't now, even, Kimiko, you've never played a Dragon Quest. Right? Nope. Yeah. So good. <laughs> I, I, I don't play... It. I The last video game that I played was Undertale. It was a oh, PC game. Wow. I have two very nice Dragon Quest figures on my desk at work. One of them is of the is of a slime tower. It's the three little cute slimes all stacked up in a tower shape. Oh, you showed me a picture of that, yeah. And the slime king, the little big blue slime king with his slime crown. And like I could easily 
throw that. I mean, they they, they are heavy. They're yeah. solid metal. I mean, make like, for good weapons. The, the slime <laughs> king must weigh three pounds, and it's real small. I mean, it's they're really cute. I love. Oh it. wait, no, there there was one game that I played more recently than that, but I don't know if it counts. I played the Korean dating sim Mystic Messenger. Oh God, <laughs> oh, Jesus! Anyway, you, you and all the other girls. <laughs> Our, it's so good, though. Our next mailbag comes from someone with one of my favorite usernames, and Love that it. is DongFeast420. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and it says here, hey, AAA crew, this must be the work of an enemy stand. Yeah, he writes go, 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 like 50 oh. times. Um, if you had a stand from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, what would it be called, and what would its power be? Hmm. hmm. Mitsuki, I feel like you got an answer yeah, for this so, one. Yeah, um, so... Mine is mine is very sarcastically called number cruncher. It's in honor of my job, and it would make people do Excel spreadsheet logic until their <laughs> meager lives are snuffed out. Oh my god! So wasn't number crunchers a game on the old uh, computer way way back when we were little kids? He, he literally number munchers. That's what it was. I I played Math Blaster. Yeah, number Math munchers. Was fun. Number munchers was one of those games. I think I played Math Blaster. So it it, it would literally go like this. He would he would like use psychic power on you and you would be propelled into a world where you're instantly sitting in front of a computer and you just sit there and write Excel logic until you die. It'd be a lot like a Korean um, game or gaming cafe mm-hmm. where you just die of exhaustion, except instead of having fun, you're suffering deeply, mm-hmm. and then and then you die. My stand would be Sounds called pretty, pretty bad. My stand would be called uh, uh, Neko-chan. Oh, which is, isn't that like a little like cat or something like that. And its its ability would be it would sit on your lap, and once it sits on your lap, you can't get up, and so you starve to death. Wow. <laughs> well, that is that is true. <laughs> you know, if if there is a cat anywhere on you, yeah. you, you are not allowed to move. That exactly. Is, that is the rules of the world. That's that's the power of my stand. Do you have one? I so unfortunately, my mind. Uh, has given me one thought that I just can't seem to come up with another one for, and it's real awful. Oh, I gotta hear this. I was gonna say, mine would take the visage of a beautiful woman mm-hmm. who would lure in any of the beautiful women I am fighting, make them fall madly, and, and then love she with whips me. out her big ol' <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no. something I don't know. Um, but the only name, the only name I could think of was Taco Cheese Day. Taco Cheesesteak? <laughs> Taco Tuesday? Taco Tuesday was the name that popped into my head. And that's Epic. the name of your stand? That's the name of my, that's my stand is Taco Tuesday. It, it needs it needs work. <laughs> it sounds delicious. Needs improvement. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was a vagina joke. Yeah, I get it. I get it now. It, sound, it, it sounds delicious. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I love tacos. I like the idea of a beautiful woman luring you in and then whooping out her giant penis and beating you to death with it. That's yes, insane. A giant penis staff. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You know, in Dragon Ball Super, which I'm still watching, I'm on episode 76. Um, they're in, they're into like this, they're into this flat out. You know what? I'll tell the story in a second because it's it's relevant to the next question. Okay, so next mailbag comes from Cloud Chaser Mitsuki. You want to read that one? Can I get a what 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 what? Can I get a what beep, what beep? for all my? Uh, <laughs> all right, so I um, words if I was broke, would you want me? I think it might be. <laughs> no, nobody knows that song. <laughs> all right, so um, w- what crossover fight would you like to see? Choose anime Ooh. characters from your favorite series. So, all right. So, there. One of the funniest anime episodes I have ever seen was really late in Dragon Ball Super. It's like episode seventy-one or something. It's a complete filler episode where they where Champa, the god of destruction of Universe Seven, and I think seven or six, and then Bidusu, the other god of destruction, 
assemble, they're always competing, right? So they assemble baseball teams of, of Dragon Ball characters, and they have a baseball game. And it's, believe it or not, a Yamcha episode. Yeah, because he plays base, play base, right. baseball. So, like, he's all, it's so, it's so knows what it is. I mean, it's great. Yamcha's, like, for the, he's trying to impress Bulma right there in front of Vegeta because he's playing on the other team, and he's like, oh, I'm going to, for once, Bul- for once, Yamcha gets to shine, right? Mm-hmm. And Yamcha... It's like he he uh, he goes to he goes up to he goes up the bat right and Vegeta's pitching and he's determined to, to get a home run off of Vegeta because he wants to show up Vegeta in front of Bulma. Mm-hmm. Vegeta doesn't understand baseball and he just thinks the object is to hurt the other players. So he <laughs> so he pegs v- Yamcha with the baseball. Oh my god! And like nearly kills him and then but Yamcha gets to take his base. He goes to first base. Right. And then as, ja- as Yamcha is proceeding around the bases, every time he gets to another base, he gets like destroyed somehow. Like when, when when he's going from third to second base, um, one of the gods of destruction or something catches the ball and throws it at Yamcha instead mm-hmm. of tagging him with it, and oh like God. nearly kills him. And and leading all the way up to when he get when Yamcha eventually scores the only and the winning and only home run in the game, the only from getting back by getting back to home plate, and he gets blown up by like an energy blast at home plate. And you know how there's that there's that action figure that's in the death pose of Yamcha where yeah. he's like dead in on the, the, hole ground. the ground. Yeah, it's the exact same shot of him dead in the ground in the same pose. And they even comment, they go, "Wow, that pose looks really familiar." And he's so laying. It's so funny. Poor Yamcha. So I would like to see Yamcha and Goro Shigeno from Major duke it out in baseball. I want to see Yamcha is going to be batting and Goro Shigeno is going to be pitching. Nice. So. All right, so it's a really funny episode. If you don't watch Dragon Ball Super, you should at least go watch that one. It's really, it's really funny. So I've got two. Mm-hmm. One is I want to see Joey Wheeler and Brock from Pokemon go at it. Yes. <laughs> Can you do your your Brooklyn Rage voice? The Brooklyn Rage. <laughs> That's a throwback. Oh, yeah. Is. That was like my first episode yeah. on this show Seven ever. Years ago. Joey Wheel is my underdog. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like that would just be such a fun fight because they're both just second fiddles and, you know, pretty pathetic. But another one I would like to see is Meowth and oh. and Luna from Sailor Moon. Nice. Because I first off, they're cats. But Second can off. Can Meowth fight? That's right. It's a worthless Pokemon. You just coin toss. You throw your money at them. Are you shitting <laughs> oh, me? Oh man! Which would work perfectly <laughs> against a female cat. He just throws uh, money yeah. at. No, because I feel like you know they would fight for a little bit, but then you know they would come together and and realize that they weren't so different, and then they find love. I want to see the cat mascot Cornelius fight one of these cats with his big fat pink belly. He would win. Um. So I think I would want to see uh, Sanji. From One Piece. Okay. And Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop Fight. Because Sanji, they have such a similar yeah. fighting style. I feel like Sanji would get his ass whooped though. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Like, Spike is hard to beat. But I just feel like with the similar fighting style, mm-hmm. with like uh, that like leg-heavy fighting style, it would be really interesting to watch. Or maybe like um, Jet from Cowboy Bebop and um, what's his name from Ghost in the Shell? Um, oh, shit. Yeah. What's his name? Crap. I'm not sure which character you're talking about. The guy that kind of looks like Jack. Yeah, the cy- the cyborgy dude. <laughs> the the oh, sidekick to uh, I can never remember people's names. I can't remember, but that would be a, that would be a pretty. Cool I'll remember his well. name right after we're finished with oh, this podcast, though. All right, next mailbag comes from Craftimus. Uh, I think it is your turn. Cool. 
Uh, Craftmas writes, greetings, AAA hosts. I recently watched Code Geass as I was curious how it would hold up now that I've watched considerably more anime. I found that I still enjoyed it quite a bit. I think a major reason why is because how flawed... Uh, how flawed as hero villain Lelouch and Suzaku are in the good and evil, uh, in the good and evil slash saint sinner sense, at least. So here's my question. Are there other anime with more bad sinful heroes and good saintly villains? Thanks. So wait. I always have a hard time with this question. Basically, like, anti-hero types. Like, Lelouch is kind of... He's kind of the bad guy. And we talked about this on another podcast episode, I think. Just the characters who are probably more villainous than they are the hero even though they are the main character of the show and then vice versa any any villains that are actually a little bit more like my my first thought for villain was from helsing what's mm -hmm. that dude anderson is that his name oh i don't remember anderson is a character in helsing yeah and he's he's pretty much the epitome of saintly he's a father like he's a priest well when i think of like villains that are basically heroes the first first two that come to my mind are piccolo and vegeta Cause like they, oh that works yeah, yeah they're like villains but especially but they're kind of the good guys especially yeah. halfway like later well, on and especially for for me especially Piccolo because like you know once he kind of uh, uh, I was gonna say falls in love but that's not really like p- paternal love with Gohan like yeah. when he when he finally sees him almost like a son to himself like and the same thing kind of happens with Vegeta when Trunks gets killed and you know he realizes that. You know how much he cares about him. Piccolo and Gohan are really, it's really like a great anime relationship. Yeah, it really is. Mm. I've always said that I wanted like a Piccolo to my Gohan for like mm. somebody who could kick my ass into shape and just like kind of bring but, out the best in me. Cause yeah. that's kind of, I mean, but he's harsh about it. But it's because it. they love you. Exactly. Right. It's really nice. Like, I mean, Piccolo and Gohan are pretty much willing to die for each other all the way through the end of Dragon Ball Z. I mean, yeah. it's, in fact, Piccolo does die for Gohan yeah. a couple times. <laughs> so I think at least once. Well, he, he, he basically dies fighting Frieza, except mm-hmm. Frieza doesn't kill him, but he almost does. Right. And then and he sacrifices himself fighting uh, Nappa. Yeah. And he pretty much does the same thing that he does against Frieza against Cell, except mm-hmm. he can't really fight Cell because he's not strong enough. But right. Piccolo's, yeah. a, Piccolo's a good character. He he's a, he he's a better father than Goku, that's for sure. He surely is. Goku he does, <laughs> straight he up does, abandons his kids. He literally does the nothing in Dragon father. Ball. Piccolo's always been one of my favorite characters, but he does nothing in Dragon Ball Super. It's kind of disappointing. Well, he but, can't really. He's not that powerful. Actually, everybody is irrelevant except Goku and Vegeta. Yeah. Basically, and even Vegeta is kind huh. of irrelevant. Well, the thing about like Piccolo is that he stayed... like once he Once he showed his love for Gohan, he stayed that way. Vegeta showed his love for Trunks, but then became an asshole all over again. Yeah. So, I don't know. Can you guys can you think of anybody else? Um, There's Hiei from Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, yeah, is yeah. a little dark. He's kind of a bad guy. You know, he's kind of... He's he's a good guy in the story, but he's always willing to to basically kill any of his opponents, yeah. whereas even when he doesn't need to kill them... I gotta watch mm-hmm. that show again. That was so good. Uh, you know, he, 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 he controls the dragon of the darkness flame or whatever, just just so he can... It's like, you could, he could we could win the fight without killing his opponents, but mm-hmm. he specifically learns this attack that is excessive overkill yeah. just because he wants to kill his opponents and I mean it's he is a really is, you hog is a great show yeah and that opening song oh my yeah, god yeah, I love all about that <laughs> I love is, that song Botan is so hot I, I love Botan oh she's love I love me some Botan <laughs> That's, I'm getting a little hot and bothered here. You're gonna go. She's gonna go down your river sticks. Oh yes, my god! She okay, is. I, I, I've got two. I've got two. Quick segue. <laughs> um, Thank Scar you for from Alchemist. 
I think Scar from Fullmetal Alchemist is a good one for an antagonist oh, yeah. kind of turned more protagonist. Um, but ba- how do you say his name? Bak- Bakugo? Uh, Kachan from My Hero uh, oh. Academia. Ghost in the Shell character, we couldn't think the name is Bato. Bato, oh, thank right. you. I knew I think of it. It's yeah. It's when you, it's what happens when you get old. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, Kachan, uh, Bakugo, at least from the anime, the first season, he is kind of an antagonistic character. Mm-hmm. And he was blatantly abusive to Deku when he was growing up and right. uh, tries to almost kill him when they have their first kind of mock battle at UA. Right. So I feel like he's one of those characters where he's got an antagonistic personality. But as the show goes on, and I think I remember from the manga, he starts to become a little bit more mm-hmm. like, maybe not a protagonist entirely, but definitely less villainous and you know, more of you, a good guy. You know who else is like that? Who? Mitsuki. <laughs> <laughs> you smart asses. And that's where we end. Mitsuki is Sundere. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Wow. I guess that really does bring this bad boy to a close brilliant so thank you all so much for tuning in uh, especially those that were with us live thank you for sticking through the yes, uh, thanks for technical sticking it out, issues guys. I'll get the it's my fault I shouldn't have taken all the equipment out of the room eh, I blame happens. my company we'll I get, blame you we'll I'll get, get it fixed I got our audio guy he's coming in tomorrow night I blame Canada cool. <laughs> <laughs> somehow it's Canada's fault um, of course you can always find us online at aaapodcast.com uh, you can also find us on iTunes and any other podcast service that you use throughout the vast world of the internet um, you can head over to Facebook. Uh, we have our Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Anonymous podcast, as well as our Facebook group page where you can hang out with hundreds of fellow anime addicts, facebook.com slash groups slash AAA podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter as a podcast at AAA podcast or individually at AAA Kimiko and AAA Kazuo. Um, of course, you can also head over to our YouTube page where you can watch us live from time to time or check out our videos as we post them after the fact. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. And we will see you all next time. Time for some hentai. Oh, God. Oh, we're going to get dirty. (laughs) 